in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Monday edition of the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are live in the Ingalls studio as always. And yes, I have a super loud hat on today and Jeremy plans on making fun of it a lot. Tank currently looks like somebody that would be selling you squash at a farmer's market. <laughs> I do look like I need to be on the uh, roadside somewhere in LJ, Georgia with the overall bibs on uh, giving out some some squash. Tank currently looks like somebody who will angrily tell you his politics at Walmart. Uh, we'll wait, keep a running we'll tab look, look. on how many of these jokes I could make over the course of one show. I went over the weekend, had a good weekend. Hope you all did as well. Went uh, to Chattanooga, Tennessee. They have a lot of Georgia stuff in Chattanooga. And so I bought some new gear. I got this nice new polo, which I'll be telling you more about coming up later on in the program. And uh, I bought a hat. I bought a new hat. And I like trucker hats. And this is the truckeriest hat I think I could have found. Tank currently looks like someone that would stop at a truck stop, fuel up his rig, and buy 14 packs of beef jerky. You can see it live right now on the YouTube stream. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can get into the chat and make fun of my hat along with everyone else. It's, uh, it's a trucker hat, white back with a red front, and it's got a patch on the front. It looks like it would be some sort of an auto dealer or something, but it kind of looks like a Mack truck hat because it's got the old Georgia Bulldog on the front it, of it. It does. Look, it also appears as though it's about four inches too wide for your hand. As soon as Aww. you walked up to me, I went, what were you doing? What were what, 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 what you doing there? What are you saying? It's too bulbous at the top? Uh, it looks like it would fit okay. my head uh, right. because I have a watermelon sitting on a pair of shoulders. I like it. I think it looked good. And uh, yeah, anyway. There's that. We got a lot to get into on the program today. We'll talk some NBA. Apparently, Kevin Durant could go to the Boston Celtics. And we will talk about that. We will give it the the small amount of time that it requires. My main question is: Is this a necessary move for the Boston Celtics? I adamantly believe one side or the other. We'll get into it uh-huh. momentarily. Yes, we will. We'll talk fantasy rookies as well as we are kicking off the fantasy football coverage of the Sportsocracy here because guys. August the 4th is the Hall of Fame game. Today is July 25th, which means we're only days away from the start of the preseason. And I know who cares about preseason football, but by tomorrow, everyone will have reported to training camps, hopefully. And here we are. NFL season is upon us. As soon as August rolls around, you're going to see a whole lot of our faces. So today, or this week, I guess I should say, we're kind of doing the fantasy primer for the week. This is going to be the first big push into fantasy football coverage up until the running of the, uh, or the start of the regular season. So today is going to be our first mock draft Monday. We have set up a, uh, or Jeremy has set up a mock draft on sleeper 
the Sleeper app. Sleeper if you would like app on your computer. If you would like to join us, it is in the description of our YouTube video. That's right. Click on that link. Just follow it through. You can claim your spot. We've it's a it's a twelve man, fifteen round, and it's just total redraft. We're not doing dynasty uh, calculations here and everything. It's just straight on redraft. We'll do that in the four o'clock hour. Give everybody time to get in on the uh, on the draft. This will be totally interactive, uh, and this week really is going to kick off content a palooza. Right. And you'll get to see why, just why it is I'm going to lose every fantasy football league that I'm in this year. Because you're bad at it. Well, I mean, I look, I have high hopes. I have high hopes. I have uh, scripts planned out on my head how the season's going to go. And, uh, you know, I, I draft too much with my heart instead of my head. And so you'll get to see that. You'll also get to see what not to do with me and what to do. With Jeremy Green, who wins way more fantasy football leagues than I do, not as many football leagues as he says he does. <gasps> I, 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 frankly, your hat was so loud that I couldn't hear you. Oh, y- there's your, another one. Y- your shade only it, it only hits so effectively when, as Kelvin Joyner right. so eloquently said in our YouTube comments, Tank looks like the guy at the gun range that asked to shoot your gun so he doesn't waste his ammo. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I am, love it. I, I love am it. thoroughly enjoying this. I love it. Bring it on. Because when I saw this hat, I went, that's something that my grandfather would have enjoyed because he was a truck mechanic. And yeah, it looks like one of his old Mack truck hats. Part of the reason that I bought it. Also part of the reason I bought it. Who's shocked? Because Tank's cheap. And this was a cheaper hat than the other one that I was going to buy. Who's shocked? Yeah. I, I, I had I two have options. To have a build up to I that had one. two options. I looked at my wife and I went, ah, here's one. Here's one with the black back. Which one should I get? She goes, I like the black back. I said, well, would it sway your mind if I told you that the white back was $5 cheaper? And she goes, okay, buy that one. She knows me. I'm cheap. She knows you, but it did not actually change the correct answer <laughs> to, that, to that equation. Uh, yes, it did. I like my hat. You shut up, uh, Mr. Mullet. Who are, yeah, who are you to talk about anybody Looking like they belong on the side of the road with your I was mullet at, hanging out. I was at Grove Park with the highfalutin of society over the weekend with my mullet and just flowing. And he walked in and the dining room went, what in the hillbilly hell just happened? Secret time? I channeled my inner you. I didn't actually purchase one adult beverage in one entire trip out. Between people that listen to this show, people that know me, it was the first time I have ever gone, hey. I made Pete, money. Not everybody hates me. Yay! I made money going out tonight. We got the daily draft coming up in the third hour of the program. As always, daily draft today is going to be fantasy football related. And what we're going to do over the next eight shows with the daily draft is Jeremy and I are going to do a fantasy draft quarterback, running back, wide receiver, two flexes, and a tight end. But we're only going to be limited to drafting from one division at a time. So today, we're going to do the NFC South, the best possible fantasy team that you could draft, only using NFC South players, and it's only going to include me and him. And you're going to see how limited some of the position groups are in these divisions. Correct. And then we'll talk some NFL, or excuse me, the uh, NCAA transfer rules because the NCAA has said, guess what? Come next week, we're going to let everybody transfer how many ever times they want. I am going to do, if you really enjoy those times that I just yell, 5.30. It's going to be a quality time. So all of that coming your way along with all of your favorite segments just a bit outside the weird news. we got crimes as well that we'll talk about in the third hour. 
question of the day today, 12 Bones question of the day. It's very simple. Would you currently trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant? Plus all of the other things you're going to have to get. I don't care. It's not going to be a straight I don't care about all the other things. None of that matters. The NBA has become very obvious in that you need to have star power. Everything else can be dealt with. Okay. And my answer, it's been no on virtually every young guy that I've been asked about. If I'm Miami, I'm not trading off Bam Adebayo or any of those pieces. Young guys cost control. Mm -hmm. Boston Celtics, I'd do it in a heartbeat. If the rumor that is out today, they offered Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, three ones. I it, they would have both been on planes to Brooklyn before you put a period in that sentence. You don't care. I don't care. You don't. And care. here's the carnal reason why. Jason Tatum's going to be a Celtic for a long, long time. Yes. Those picks will only be within the next six to eight years. Mm-hmm. Are you ever going to be in the lottery with Jason Brown? Hell no. Nope. I don't care. Worst case scenario, I give you 18. Okay. That's a guy that may or may not make my team. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Marcus Smart, grossly limited guard. Good defensively, swell. How'd that work out for you in the finals? He had one game where he could play dead in the Western offensively. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. But the end-all, be-all question, is Jalen Brown ever going to be the best player on a championship team? No. The answer is no. I'm not positive he can be the two. I think he might be. I think he can Could be. be. See, this is my problem with the whole Boston thing. Part of me doesn't understand the necessity for it. There is no necessity. There is no necessity to it. They're already a championship team in my mind. Did they win? No, they didn't win. Nope. But, but this they... way, I can get the guy that I know can be the guy. Mm-hmm. It mitigates the problem that I may or may not have with Jason Tatum. I've already seen it in the YouTube comments of, well, based off what I saw in the finals, I'd trade Jason Tatum. I wouldn't under any circumstances, no. and they won't either. No. But if you make him the two, this is that old fantasy football ideal that I've used for years. When a, when a one becomes a two, buy every share you can get. When a two becomes a one, run away like it's on fire. Right. So now I'm going to ha- – you're never going to be able to isolate these guys. No. I become instantaneously the best team in the East, and it's not even worth talking about. Absolutely. You look at the contenders in the East. you got Milwaukee. you got Philadelphia, Miami. Am I missing anybody that needs to be in that short discussion? Those are the most important ones. I mean, you've got – just a little bit outside up-and-comer teams and Chicago and Cleveland. and But but you're already better than those None teams. of those teams can compete with you. No. None of those teams can guard you. Not, so it's, it's irrelevant. Not even now. If we did no Durant thing, those teams are not a threat to us. They're good. They're young. It's fine. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami, those are teams that are threats. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're Boston, do you ask yourself the question of, is he going to one of those three teams? I don't is, care where he goes. For me, I'm not doing this to keep him away from somewhere else. I've hated virtually every proposal I've seen for him. Mm -hmm. Oh, he goes to Toronto, and it's him and Fred Van Vliet. L-M-N-O irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I could care less. Mm -hmm. He goes to Miami with... I'm not even really sure how that deal would work. It it would be some weird roundabout Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson... You're going to have to give up one of those big guys, mm-hmm. and you're still going to have Ben Simmons. I, I, now I don't care about Brooklyn. Miami's on the same par with me, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Phoenix, the deal never made sense. The mm-hmm. minute they signed DeAndre Ayton, done. Done. Can't include him. Right. Nothing else makes any sense. Right. 
The only other one that surfaced that would that would scare you if you were Boston was the Golden State thing. It would scare everybody in the NBA, and we've already talked about what a bad idea that would be. It wouldn't scare me. It, not if I'm Boston. If I'm Boston, I'm looking at it going, I have one of the youngest superstars in the league. Mm-hmm. That team would be very, very old. So my window is still open on the backside. Theirs becomes very myopic, but they're in the other conference. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. They're not precluding me from getting to the finals. And when that team gets old, they're going to get old in a hurry. Yeah, but I don't know that if this is from Boston's perspective, get me, you know, you know I, don't, I don't think they're looking at it as we can't get to the finals because we just got to the finals. No, they're looking at this as this is a way. I have long said in the NBA, one of the most overrated things that happens is we've got to hold on to the young star. Those guys hit about 15% of the time. Mm-hmm. I, I've said this with Golden State. James Weissman, his hit rate's probably 20% right now. That's at best. Moses Moody's might be lower than that. Trade him. I, I could care less. Mm-hmm. I could 100% care less. Now, Kaminga, that's a little different story. I've been on him for a while. He's the one that I would be saying I don't want to trade him. If I'm Boston, I've seen what Jalen Brown is. I know exactly what you are. You're a good two. But you as a two means Jason Tatum has to be a one. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he can do that. I know he can be a two. I unequivocally know he can be a two, and I know nobody in this league can guard me this way. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee can kind of, but I'm really not worried about you. With Giannis and Chris? Yeah. They have to be healthy, which could serve to be a problem. Mm-hmm. That's the only team I'm looking at going, I'm scared. Philadelphia, I think, is the three, or or Miami one way or the other. I think Philadelphia. One of the Miami. two guys I have, you're going to have somebody on them that cannot guard them. Mm-hmm. I think this is already a championship-level team, though. After the Malcolm Brogdon deal, I think that fills the hole that they were looking for. They, I mean, obviously, you've got injury concerns with him. But if he can stay healthy, he'll be the three-point boost that we need to get over the hump to try to win a championship. The only team standing in their way right now is Golden State, right? We're not a believer in the Los Angeles Clippers, Oh, I am. You are? Oh, yeah. You think once that and, team fully healthy. Once w- and for all, me. they're going to get healthy. This is going to be but, the year. But I, don't been, worry, I can't worry about what's in the other conference. I, I, I'm going to meet you in the finals. I just don't care. See, I, I have to get there. I have to beat the 14 other teams in my conference. And if I'm Boston, I'm looking at it going this way. I get Durant. I get Jason Tatum. I become really hard to stop. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the best team in the East for the next five years. Yeah, I'll figure it out on the other side. There's nothing I can do about that. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. I, the- I have to give credit where credit's due. Uh-huh. We've been getting a slew of uh, of tank hat comments, <laughs> and angry Browns fan may have just already made himself the winner for today. Mm-hmm. Why is Tank dressed like the manager at Mister Meaties? Mister Meaties, uh, Arby's would be equivalent. Nice ish. It's it's not the same, but it's close enough to make. Yes, you win. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a pro. are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Ingles, all the ingredients for family. 
When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Back here on the ESPN Asheville. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live from the Ingalls studio. Took my first road trip this weekend in the uh, the new used certified... In, in the ROUG? Yeah, the certified pre-owned vehicle that I have procured from Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It's a hell of a ride. And oh, they, God, I love driving. I love driving something that I don't feel like it's going to break every two seconds. They hooked Tank up, and they want to hang, hook you up as well. Go to the showroom, 629 Brevard Road. They will give you $250 extra on your trade just for mentioning that you heard about them here with us at the Sportsocracy because they're our family, you're our family, and we want you to be their family. Mm-hmm. Brad Anderson, Nissan, 625, 629 Brevard Road. Excuse me. Nice little uneventful, relaxing road trip to chattanooga tennessee so i could i could buy clothes that you guys will rip apart i absolutely love it it's it's, it's what really makes the world go round Indeed. it's what makes my <laughs> world go round. you showed up today and i went oh it's like christmas it's like christmas for jeremy you're making fun of my trucker hat that i bought and and you know what i'm okay with it angry browns it. fan almost broke my brain because he called it mr meaties mr meaties was a cartoon I was thinking of Mr. Beast, which is a burger place that is very good. Oh, it's so good. It's also one of those places you can eat about six times in your life, and you're already in a high cholesterol bracket oh, that absolutely. your doctor needs to speak it's, to you That's quite a often. heart attack waiting to happen, but you get the Beast Mode fries to go along with your Beast Mode burger. If you don't know, you need to experience it. There's one in Arden. I don't really know where it is, but we ordered it online one night, and it is really fantastic. I didn't know there was one here. I thought I mean, that was just in Ohio. No, it is gross and it is good. And I apparently, have, apparently, Mr. Beast is like some YouTuber that's famous is. amongst the kids, and he, he has is. his own burger chain, and they are just lovely. Uh, Again, apparently, he gave five hundred thousand dollars away to some <laughs> group of boys and girls that were in a circle for a hundred hours. You need to take some Lipitor before you uh, eat their food, but it's so good. If you want a uh, cheat day, not a bad way to go at all my main question in this whole kevin durant to boston thing is there a scenario where sean marks comes out looking good in any of this no he is the one guy in all of this that i look at and go nobody's thinking of sean mark he's gonna be the sacrificial lamb here absolutely he has no win scenario written all over Mm -hmm. this because there's no matter what deal that he could possibly pull off he gives up the best player and he's okay so we do this deal with the boston celtics i get um 
what, four first-round unprotected draft picks that are going to wind up in the late teens and probably late 20s if I have, you know, because I'm getting the picks from a team that's led by Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum. I'm not getting any draft picks that are going to be in the lottery or even close to the lottery. And I get back Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. There's no way you're going to look good in the moment. There is a way you can look like Sam Presti a few years from now. The Paul George deal, do you know who they've gotten from that so far? Who? Chet Holmgren mm-hmm. and Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're doing okay. I think you're doing just fine. But, yeah, but the problem is that that's not that going to work in the moment. Right. You're going to be fired long before you that's can. That's what I'm saying, but the, the, none of these picks are ever going to end up being that no, high. But you're you're in a corner. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. But right. this is the reason that you don't just go, oh, you need a star. Just give me any star right now. Give me any of them that'll take the job and let's put these three together that explode. I mean, this is like one of the greatest implosions of a superstar builder I have ever seen. Oh, yeah, it's the best one since uh, Brooklyn did this last time. Indeed. Hey, Brooklyn, it's becoming kind of a trend. Right, exactly. You're starting to get a reputation and reputations are hard to break. But there is no path. There is no path that Brooklyn comes out looking like a winner in any of this. No. And you're I get it, you're stuck. What are you gonna do? You're gonna have a malcontent Kevin Durant hanging around? No. I mean if there's a deal that I can make and get some decent stars back and hopefully I hit somebody late in the draft, that's the best option I have. But there's no path where Sean Marks gets to keep his job after this. Two years from now, he will be dumped because I don't see a path where Ben Simmons, Marcus Smart, and uh, Jalen Brown contend for an NBA title. It's nothing close to what you were expecting when you pulled the big three together with Kyrie and James Harden. It went exactly how I thought it would. Yeah. I never expected that it was going to go this poorly. But geez, It happened much please. quicker than I thought. Yeah. But I'm not surprised. You thought you might get a year of contending out of this. I said the day the the, the the move happened. This is not a title team. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. You're, you're not going to build a team in this league around those two head cases and bad things not happen. If the loss- then when you threw James Harden on top of it, I went, well, you know, when, if you, when you try to put a burning fire out with lighter fluid, don't be shocked when it blows up in your face. We know the Clippers experiment was, or excuse me, the Lakers experiment was a complete disaster. With the Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, all of that. Mm-hmm. They're just in a quagmire with that. Now you got the Brooklyn Nets in this scenario with KD and Kyrie. And then I, it makes me look at the Clippers and go, if they don't compete again, which one's worse? Which scenario is worse that we put together this all-star roster and Nets, nothing ever not came even close. It? Really? Nets, not even close. I don't think it's in the ballpark, to be really honest with you. With the marriage of PG-13 and Mm -hmm. and Kawhi, that doesn't come close to the all-in nature of the Brooklyn Nets with their trio. No. And maybe it's because of where it is. Maybe it's because of... I, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, I would say equally downtrodden franchises that took their home run swings and both of them struck out at the plate like Casey at the bat. And that's just saying if Los Angeles continues to do what they've been doing. 
And you know what my favorite part of this story is? What's that? That we're done talking about it. Yeah. And now we can just slide right into football things and making more jokes about Tank, like Raiders Season 562 did in our YouTube comments. Tank looks like the cashier at a gas station who's trying to convince you the sushi is fresh and on sale. Just a bit outside coming up next. Keep those coming in the comments here on ESPN Asheville and on the sportocracy.com, the YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can get into the chat and make fun of the hat. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Back here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN, Asheville Fantasy Rookies will talk coming up next. But uh, first, I mean, you know, it was a tough weekend to be a Red Sox fan. Very tough weekend. When somebody hits an inside the park grand slam <laughs> and then constructs their own fruit cocktail in the dugout, yeah. it didn't go your way. Yeah, no, 28-5 uh, to five was the final score on Friday night's game against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Blue Jays absolutely blowing up Nathan Eovaldi on the mound, and it was... It was not good. You had a former Asheville tourist, Raymel Tapia, hitting a inside-the-park grand slam, which I can't remember. I'm sure we've seen it a couple of times before, but I can't ever remember. Seeing a baseball player look like he's so much out of his element that he just, I mean, go go sit in Greenville somewhere. Love the drive games. It's a fun little local thing to do. But go to single A. I don't care. Jaron Duran had no idea where the ball was going. He lost it in the sun or the lights or whatever. It bounces 50 feet behind him. I guess he thought the ball had gone out and a fan had knocked it back in bounds or something because he didn't even try to go after the ball. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of. But the Boston Red Sox right now are playing with nobody. There are so many injuries on this team. You got guys like Jalen Duran who's playing out in, in center field. You've got uh who was the guy that came in after Evaldi and gave up eight runs? Caleb Ort. I've never even heard of that guy before. He's made eight appearances in Major League Baseball. It's absolutely awful. One of the things that arose out of this beatdown on Friday night is now there is a torture ticket between myself and Steven Tao. And lovely 
member of the House of Reprehensibles. He is an Orioles fan, and so now we have a torture ticket on the line rest of the season. Who finishes ahead of who between his Baltimore Orioles and my Boston Red Sox, and whoever loses got to take a pie to the face, and we're going to put it on camera. So I'm still I'll waiting. take that. I'm still waiting for somebody to take my wiffle ball torture ticket. Because I feel like at some point, Baltimore is going to come back down to earth. Boston's going to get healthier, and we'll edge them out by a game or something. But this season is completely over, and it just irks me so much of how, oh, what's coming next? The overreaction to this is going to be crazy. You're going to see crazy things thrown up about Xander Bogarts' future and uh, Rafael Devers and all of that. Red Sox fans just buckle in because this is going to get really, really weird. I have a feeling. But then you had the downside of Friday – mixed with the upside of the Hall of Fame weekend, David Ortiz being inducted into the Hall of Fame, the first designated hitter ever inducted to the Hall of Fame on his first ballot, and nobody deserves it more than Big Poppy. I, you know, if you're a, a baseball purist and you'd say that Poppy was out there doing steroids, performance-enhancing drugs, whatever, fine. Go somewhere else. Nobody cares to hear what you have to say. This is a guy who rose above everything in Major League Baseball. He was a, a he's just larger than life character. And in the 2004 uh, ALCS playing hero the way he did to come back against the Yankees in the ALCS, and then of course going on to win the World Series, breaking the curse. 2007 was incredible with the uh, uh, you know the campaign that we had through that season. Then the bounce back from the marathon bombing in 2013 to win this World Series. It was just, he was such a larger than life figure, great in the community. And so it was the ultimate high, thankfully, after the ultimate low. It got to the point where they were turning off the game in uh, bars in Boston on Friday night. As well, they should have. Ugh. So bad. But congrats to David Ortiz. Nobody deserves it more than him. Uh, you know what my favorite song is. West Virginia. I, I feel like I need that playing behind me for uh, for for this story. A little, a little country road. One of our our favorite native sons, Jerry West, has made himself even more popular to me. JJ Reddick made an offhand comment about Bob Cousy and how he didn't belong in the conversation with Chris Paul because he played in the era of plumbers and firemen. Well, apparently Jerry West was not particularly fond of this comment. And he came out swinging on a serious XM appearance. He said, obviously, the game is completely different. The athletes are completely different. I know JJ a little bit. Very smart kid and everything, but tell me what his career looked like. Did What did he do that determined games? He averaged, what, 12 points a game in the mm -hmm. league? Phenomenal. <laughs> not only, not only are you one of West Virginia's favorite sons, not only are you the logo, but you came out taking swings at J.J. Reddick. How could you possibly love Jerry West anymore? I don't think you can. I really don't think you can. Phenomenal. He does it all. He does. Love Jerry West. <laughs> uh, fantasy rookie time. Everybody's uh, been doing their fantasy rookie drafts. If you haven't yet, you're going to be doing it in the next week, two weeks. In your dynasty leagues, we've been asked a lot of questions about dynasty rookies including a super chat that came in earlier today from Rob Johnson, who says top five. Give us the top five fantasy rookies for this upcoming season. Well, this is the kickoff of the fantasy week. I, I'm still trying to find a, a, a term that is 
double entendre enough to make up fantasy week. Yeah. I mean, the number one's very clear. It's Brees Hall by, I think, a, a very drastic margin. Mm-hmm. He's a otherworldly prospect. But where does he come in? So I get for dynasty purposes. Mm-hmm. You want to bank on the rookie being something good over the coming years. Mm-hmm. Immediate impact, though. If you're talking dynasty versus redraft, what's the what's the value split there? If it's dynasty, he's the number one pick, and it's not even worth talking about. Okay. If you look at anyone else, I'm going to call you a moron. <laughs> but because to me, the only other person you could talk about is Ken Walker the III. Mm-hmm. And in time maybe i was not as in love with him as a lot of other people were i think he will have a good career in this league Mm -hmm. i think Brees hall could be special i think Mm -hmm. Brees hall could be really legitimately special i I told the stat last week of he has the highest uh back cast rating since saquon barkley he's just that good Mm -hmm. now you asked me in terms of if you're starting out in a new league where would you take Brees Hall? For me, it's back into the fourth. Okay. I'm okay with him being my running back, too. So RB 20-something? I currently Overall? have him at 21. Okay. I have him right behind J.K. Dobbins and Josh Jacobs, right in front of Travis Etienne and your little boyfriend, uh, Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I see him in the category of those guys. I just don't. I think there's going to be more of a work share there for the first year. Dynasty, okay. You think in the future he's going to be the top problem. five, top seven running back in the league? Okay, go. Mm-hmm. go we've, we've seen this happen many, 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 many times before mm-hmm. where a team winds up with a running back that they're committed to, which they obviously are with Brees Hall. They traded up to get him. Yep. Name me the thing Michael Carter does better than him. This is where I think you're completely misguided on the timeshare thing mm-hmm. because Brees Hall's an exponentially better receiver. So to me, I don't even see him carving out that role. It'd be one thing if he could if he had ten thumbs. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's a true, no doubt, mm-hmm. three down running back. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of jump but between where he was and the league. Mm-hmm. Not in level of competition or anything like that. When you look at running backs in this offense, when they get the line situated in front of them, San Francisco's born this out. It doesn't matter who plays running back for them. If you throw somebody with some actual legitimate talent, you can see them do crazy things. Problem is they've all gotten hurt. I don't have a lot of that fear with Brees Hall. Mm -hmm. I just think he's a Terminator. I love that he's on my team. I can't wait to have his jersey in this here studio. And if we're talking about fantasy rookies, he's my clear number one. The biggest drawback of that is he plays for the New York Jets, and I can't get away from it. Like, they're going to figure out a way to screw this up. It, you know, if he is better than, you know, he is way better than Michael Carter, they're going to screw this up by either one, giving him too much tote or not enough tote. He'll get hurt. I don't know. There's just something about him being a, something about trusting your fantasy future to a New York Jets running back that, I can't get on okay. with. Uh, could I not have said the same thing about Kansas City Chief quarterbacks about three years ago? Sure. Okay, yeah. If you keep letting those things bother you like that, like I said the same thing about Cleveland Brown running backs with Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. It's it's just revisionist history. There's nobody right. in this organization that's still the same. Right. It's a completely different offense. It's a completely different scheme. 
I, I, to me, that's just, it's short-sighted mm-hmm. and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Okay. I just, how much better will his numbers be than Michael Carter's were last year? Drastically. You think so? Well, first of all, Michael Carter missed games. He didn't get the full work chair. Mm-hmm. He still had over 900 total yards last year. That's kind of my point. He only got in the end zone four times. That's kind of my point. In this system, it manufactures running backs like this. Mm-hmm. And now you get one that not only does the team believe in, has a... I don't want to say it's a beneficial schedule, schedule, but it kind of is mm-hmm. for running backs specifically. And you have a quarterback that they're going to rein in and let him check down. Yeah, I, I, I don't see going any other way. Carter last year was RB thirty two in fantasy football. How much better than Brees Hall, or but then better than that? Do you think Brees Hall can be? Will he be? How as much good better as- of a player is he? One was a fourth-round pick that was passed on by every team in the league at least twice. Mm -hmm. Brees Hall was one that a team traded up to get because they knew the team in front of them. Is he Javante Williams? He's better than Javante Williams. He's better than Javante Williams. Williams. He can be... In terms of an all-around back. Now, if you're talking about running between the tackles, Mm -hmm. I would take Javante Williams, but it's close. But but what I'm getting to here is fantasy value. Last year, Javante Williams was RB25. Who had Melvin Gordon in the backfield with him. Mm Mm-hmm completely different it's a completely different scenario michael carter's a fourth round flyer rookie where is javante williams going right now he's running back 11 yeah second Uh, round i will not be shocked if these two look very similar within a year no i'm talking about this year oh this year i'm talking about total yards i will not be shocked because you still got melvin gordon in in denver Mm -hmm. you're gonna throw more with russell wilson Mm mm-hmm I won't be shocked if you get very similar value out of Brace Hall. Okay. And that's not me being a Jets homer. I would have said this if he was with any team not named the Houston Texans Mm -hmm. because they like to play nine running backs at a time. Well, I mean, typically dynasty, fantasy, drafts, running backs going to be the number one guy because especially this year because you look at the depth at these positions. If you don't go with him, you got Kenneth Walker who may or may not get the number one tote for the Seattle Seahawks. He's my three. Okay. In terms of rookies. Okay. That team's going to be behind a lot. You have James Cook after that, who I have told you I'm fully on the bandwagon of him taking over the load. And it's not going to happen. For Devin Singletary. And it's not going to happen. Uh, At least not in a year. May not. At least not in a year. To to me, there is no comparison between the first two you said and the last one you said. mm -hmm. And I was banging the drum for James Cook the entire time. But that's the chasm. That's the chasm that exists in this rookie class. Because after that, it goes who? Damian Pierce? In terms of running backs? Yeah. Rashad White. Rashad White. And I don't think Rashad White's that far behind the three you just said. I think him and James Cook are interchangeable. Maybe not, depending on how you feel about this Leonard Fournette being 400 pounds kind of thing. Well, I mean, Leonard Fournette looks like he's be playing nose tackle. Right. You know what tends to happen with running backs that show up really large and in charge? They tend to get hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not going to get his weight right. The problem is that you have to overextend yourself to such a point to get your weight right that you make yourself susceptible to these soft tissue injuries, these little aches and pains, and then... Be honest with yourself about your team. Do you really think they're going to run Leonard Fournette into the ground in the regular season? Mm-hmm. No. 
And Rashad White, to me, is a better version of Ronald Jones. I like Rashad White a lot. No doubt he's going to take over the passing game out of that backfield. Well, it'd be still get James White, too. Yeah, but I don't care. James White. Or not James White. Uh, Gio Bernard. Giovanni Bernard, sorry. That, that, yeah, but I don't they're the same that. running back with a different name, okay? Right. I don't care about that as much. I think Rashad White falls in, number two. Gio's still going to be a sparse third option in that running back room. And I don't agree with him. Rashad will take over. I think Rashad week. White should, if in in terms of a dynasty, if you're just drafting rookies, he's a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. If you're talking redraft, I would probably have him pretty close to Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. I would have him in the same ballpark, somewhere in that 10th, 11th round range. Okay. It's wide receiver with the rookies that really intrigues me more, especially if I'm talking just redraft. Dynasty is one thing. Redraft is another. You're looking for immediate impact. I think there are way more wide receivers that could have immediate impact this season than there are amongst the running back crew. We'll talk about them coming up next here on ESPN Asheville. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. At Ingles, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingles and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville celebrating the national champions today. Went and got my Georgia gear and everybody's having fun of making making fun of my trucker hat. It's George Bulldogs looks like a trucker hat, like actual auto mechanic trucker hat. Part of the reason that I bought it and I love that you guys are having so much fun with it today. On the YouTube stream, just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link, get in on all of the fun. We've got Mock Draft Monday today. We'll be doing a Mock Draft on the Sleeper app. If you want to join us on that, just go to the uh, YouTube channel. This live video, the description, you got the link right there for it. You can join us. It's going to be a 12-man draft. We'll just go through it and see, uh, see where everybody is sitting and right obviously, now. And obviously, we're not going pick by pick. No. We're just going to talk about things as they happen 
Uh, we'll, have, we'll have a good old time. Exactly. It'll be the first of our mock draft Mondays. I'm sure there'll be a whole bunch more coming over the coming weeks as we we'll get have a ready few for the here start. that are. We'll have a few here that are fantasy football, mm-hmm. and then mock draft Monday will be NFL draft things throughout the college football season. Yes. So a lot of fun. Join us. Description in the link to the video, uh, or link in the description of the video. There we go. On the YouTube stream, just go to the sportsocracy.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can get in on all of the action with us in the chat. Uh, continuing to talk about fantasy rookies here, the running backs. Look, there, it's Brees Hall and then a whole bunch of question marks. I still have a question mark next to Brees Hall, but maybe that's just maybe that's just my own bias. Yeah, it's it, it's the only thing to explain it because I don't get it outside of that. He's, I just don't feel like he's getting the full load. I feel, and, and I don't know that it's going to be immediate fantasy impact. The wide receivers, however, and so this is where I and I disagree with you here too. Really, who do you feel good about? Traylon Burks, who couldn't get through one practice in Nashville without almost dying. That, that, oh, that the one on. you're hanging your hat on. Come on, Garrett Wilson, who might be the four with the Jets. Look, they all have their drawbacks, but the guys that are are going to have the biggest immediate impact, or the, I guess, the biggest fantasy opportunity this year. They have questions next to them. Okay, name me the guy that has that fantasy opportunity that you're referring to. Christian Watson. Who can't run a route. Look, I love him, too. I I love the talent. Mm -hmm. You don't, which is weird that that's the first one you mentioned. Because he's the only one. Because he's going into a scenario where he's got to be the guy. Other than Devontae Adams, how many fantasy-relevant wide receivers have we seen with the Green Bay Packers? Especially as rookies that don't know how to run a route. True. With bad hands. I mean, you would go back to you have to go back to like Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings days. So we're in a in a redraft scenario. Everything I'm saying here, take out Dynasty. Right now, you're talking about long term. I'm talking about for the average person listening to the show that's looking for a little help to draft their fantasy team this year. Where are you mm-hmm. taking Christian Watson? Seventh round. <laughs> this is why people listen to me. I don't know why. Uh, I have him currently, I'll put it this way. I've been scrolling since you mentioned his name, trying to figure out where I actually have, because I don't remember. (laughs) You got him so low on the board. You would like 10th round. I'm not even sure I would go that high. Really? 10th round right now. I'm getting Michael Gallup. Am I taking Michael Gallup or Christian Watson? Michael Gallup. And it's not even close. Tyler Boyd. You taking Tyler Boyd or Christian Watson? Tyler Boyd's not close. Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry. Mm-hmm. By the way, these are not my rankings. This is literally the ADP of where they're going right now. Okay. DJ Chark. You can get him in the 12th round. Yep. Who are you taking? I'm taking DJ. It's not even close. Right. Regular 15-round draft, Christian Watson shouldn't even go. Mm-hmm. Among the rookies, I don't feel all that good in a one in a one-off, and I'll rapid-fire rapid tell you why. Drake London, you don't have a quarterback. You're the second option in your own offense. You're going to be behind a lot. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Traylon Burks, the asthma thing scares me. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, there are just a ton of weapons on this team. Yep. That terrifies me. Jamison Williams is probably the one I like the most, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to play him until November. So I, he's one of those that I'm going in trying to take somebody that I can put on IR. Who that could be, I don't have one off the top of my head. I'm going to slide him into an IR slot mm-hmm. and just stash him until he comes back and hope he blows up at the end of the year. Which I believe he will. I do too. Chris Alave, 
Now we're getting into somebody that I think could be actually legitimately fantasy relevant. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Michael Thomas to stay healthy. I do trust Jameis Winston to put up yardage, and I don't love a lot of weapons in that offense. Mm-hmm. That's more what I'm looking for. Sky Moore, that's, a guy, that's exactly what I'm looking for. They will generate touches for you. I've already watched Andy Reid do this with another receiver that was not as good of a route runner, was a hair faster, but not by that much. Mm-hmm. Alec Pierce. That's the other one I wanted to talk about. Of course, because, because he he's in, actually relevant to me. He goes into a scenario in Indianapolis where Michael Carter, or excuse me, Michael Pittman is the one. Matt Ryan, they're going to throw the ball. I mean, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the workhorse of that offense. No doubt. But they're going to throw the ball. He's got a decent quarterback, but how high is his value? I don't believe Paris Campbell can stay healthy. I don't either. We haven't seen it. For me, if you're in a deep-ish league, he is draftable in a redraft. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of these guys that I feel like are draftable. Everyone that we talked about is Jahan Dotson is George Pickens is close. Eesh. It's just the competition for touches that, that kills me with, with those guys. And you got Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool to deal with with George Pickens. But then there's one that we hadn't talked about yet. Oh, God. He's on not a great team. Uh-huh. But he's a pretty talented player. Uh-huh. He's a guy I talked about a lot in the pre-draft process. God, is it, is it John Mechie? No. John Mechie's, John Mechie's not playing. He had he was diagnosed with leukemia yesterday. John was Mechie, he really? Did, how did I you not that. see this? I missed that. Yeah, I was John on Mechie, the road all day yesterday. It was a whole day ago. It's the number, one, it's the number four story right now at ESPN. Yeah, John Mechie was diagnosed with leukemia. They I think he will think. make a, a, a full recovery. T's and P's to John Mechie. Right. Uh, it's Wondell Robinson. Whoa. They're going to generate touches for him. Okay. And I'm not 100% sure how it's all going to look. I could see him specifically if you're in some kind of weird format where you get like half point per carry. Mm-hmm. He is a – that's just the name you should know. He's a little sneaky sneaky. And Tyler Algar. That's, that's a, another name we hadn't talked about. Algier, yeah. I'm not calling him that. Spell your name correctly. All right, if you want me to call you, call you Tyler Algier, then spell it that way. Yeah, Tyler Algier, the backup for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know that he's the backup. I'm not sure that he's not going to get number one tote. And I'm talking by midseason. I could see him being Cordero Patterson last year. I mean, Cordero Patterson was, uh, he did take a step back after the injury last year. So maybe this is the time where he's going to be the surprise rookie. Maybe he's your sleeper rookie of the year. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville Mock Draft Monday. Coming up next, get in on the uh, draft on the YouTube description. The link is there for the Sleeper app. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat each and every day. You also have the option of uh, getting in on all of the... uh, 
all of the uh, extra content by joining the House of Reprehensibles. A very minimal fee each and every month. And today is Mock Draft Monday, the first of the fantasy football season. And we are underway with our first live mock draft that we do through the Sleeper app. Sleeper app is one of the things that I absolutely love about the college or the uh, the NFL football season. Spent a lot of time on there doing mock drafts and chats and all those things. Absolutely free to download on your phone. Link in the description to the video each and every time we do one of these live drafts. So we ask everybody to join us uh, at your leisure to do one of these. Mock Draft Monday underway. Redraft time. We all know where the draft starts. It all starts with Jonathan Taylor. There's not another 1.1 anywhere in fantasy football. Agree or disagree, Jeremy Green? Uh, I would agree. There was a question Ish. mark on the end of that, and I don't feel like there should have been one. There was. There was. Uh, I'm not as dead sold as you are that he's the no doubt one. Okay, make your hey, case. If I have the number one pick, that's who I'm taking. Right. Make your case for anybody else. Dalvin Cook's one of the ones I want to make a case for. I did it last year. I'll do it again this year. Hmm. Uh the the drawback would be workload I, I don't think we're there yet to the to the derrick henry point of last year i really like dalvin cook this year i don't want to pick one i'll just go ahead and tell you by any stretch of the imagination do i want to pick one you don't want jonathan i taylor. want to be 12 and i want to be 12 every single time and that's where jeremy has chosen to select yeah okay. in this first my game, draft get, of the season and it gave me a handicap because I, it didn't give me the player I clicked on the first time. Aww. So my team started with Tyreek Hill, and I'm still going to win this. Although I feel much less good about it than I did going into this. As I feel you should. For me, it, it, there are a lot of thoughts, a lot of different strategies that you can go in with. For me, I am not looking to take any of these receivers early i mean it just in the draft that we're currently actively doing you can see it on the youtube channel as we speak cooper cup jamar chase justin jefferson all went in the top what seven yep yeah i don't like that i don't like that i think you're gonna quickly figure out why because your second running back might be me possibly i was amongst that group that took uh i took justin jefferson at number seven i just i, I mean I want one of these top wide receivers. I want a Jamar and Chase. I, I want a Justin Jefferson. I want one of these guys. And see, for me, I don't care. None of it means anything to me. Mm -hmm. Well, I have I have Jamar Chase. Uh, okay, and your second running back is Ezekiel Elliott. You're back to uh, you're back to I need running back, running back in the first round. Yes. Okay. For year because for a couple of years there it went the other way. Mm -hmm. For a couple of years there it was like you need to get wide receivers, running backs, or yeah, or because irrelevant. everybody was letting receivers fall, and I was taking the value. I, my rule in fantasy football is one of the reasons I've been good at this for quite some time. Whatever you do, I'm going to do the exact opposite. I have I have long said I have a strategy to drafting where I just keep track of how many of one position have gone. If I start seeing that weight the wrong way, I will go the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup, I'll have him zero places. I wouldn't take him in the first round. There's no shot of it. I wouldn't either. I don't feel like he, there's a chance. I mean, there is a chance, obviously, that he ends up as the number one wide receiver again in fantasy football. 
But the chances of that happening to me are are limited. And I think I think you're best going after a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson with that first wide receiver pick. Uh, and to me, they're, that, they're that's my one and two. I have Jamar Chase one. I have Justin Jefferson two. I, I at least get it if you do that, but I don't love it. Mm-hmm. See now, I'm 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 up on the clock, and I have to make a decision. Do I want to take a running back? Yeah. See, this is the problem. This is the problem with back. taking a receiver. From right. Me. You take a wide oh, receiver now first. I'm here and what do I do now? Take Fat Leonard Fournette. Oh my God! You no. took J.K. Dobbins. I did. I Real took J.K. Dobbins. It was either him or Antonio Gibson for me. That's your second running back if you go wide receiver first. You're going to have that choice mm-hmm. between Leonard Fournette, who's uh, too fat to play running back right now in the NFL, which could all change by start of the camp, but it, no guarantee of that. He could pull the James Harden super fast weight loss program. Aaron Jones was there for me in the second round. I feel pretty good about that one. But by the time it came back around to me in the third round, Picking at number seven in the third, your choice was to reach for a running back or go with A.J. Brown, who I have questions about the the quarterback situation there. T. Higgins, who's the number two option on his offense. Keenan Allen. Michael Williams. I've like, done, that's where I've, you end up with the wide receivers there. I, I have done a thousand of these. And I, I'm almost glad that it gave me a receiver. Solely so I could show this is how i'm gonna go because i'm gonna take two high flying upsides mm-hmm. because i went alvin kamara uh cam Akers. and then i took george kittle on the backside so now i know i have an advantage at tight end over you and i may take nothing but receivers for six more rounds and that's just that's how you have to flow if you're new to fantasy football if this is your first year one of the best pieces of advice i can give you running backs are really hard to find and it's getting harder and harder and harder and harder as years go on. Mm-hmm. There's just not many guys that get number one tote. I'll use Brees Hall, who you were <clears throat> sliding mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. You're a slider with, a your, slider with your thank you for choosing Kentucky Fried Chicken hat. <laughs> the thing about him is I think he has a the possibility. Could I see it being a 55-60 to 40 split with Michael Carter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's where I don't think you're seeing the forest for the trees. Even if it is, he's still a top 20 running back. Because you get into too many of these like New England. To me, there's not a New England running back you take in the top 40. Because you could tell me there's not one guy all year long that gets more than 15 carries in any one single game. Right. I wouldn't be shocked in the least. Brees Hall, that's probably your floor. Mm-hmm. So he's a first four-round pick. If you're looking to go uh, forward in your mock drafts or your actual fantasy drafts, running back needs to be the number one option. Uh, and quarterback should be completely forgotten. Unless I'm you're not a super fa- flex. Uh, super yeah. flex leagues are like the new thing. Like super yeah. flex leagues are now the new PPR. Like everybody had this, uh, I'm not playing unless it's a point per reception. It Which went, you shouldn't. It, it started that way, what, two years ago? And that became the norm. PPR is now like anything that's not PPR is out of the realm. And it seems like that's the way we're trending with Superflex leagues as well. If it's not Superflex, I'm, I, I'm out. I'm seeing a lot of that on these yeah, chat I'm, boards. I, I, I'm not to that point, but I mean, they're fun. They're just different. I don't really care about quarterback and I never have. 
If I had a dollar for every time I've won a fantasy league with Cam Newton as my quarterback, or, or just whoever, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I tend to hate how teams look when I took when I take quarterbacks early. Well, you are notorious for doing it. So for what taking quarterbacks early? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was. I think every draft I've done with you over the course of the last two or three years. You've taken one of the first five or six well, rounds. Well, there was a time where I felt like, screw it, I'll finish, and, and, and I'll, I'll be the last to take a quarterback. And by the time I did that, I always wound up with some kind of a weird quarterback group of Matt Stafford and Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Like, I, I would take them back-to-back in the later rounds. But I never felt like I got any return on that. Sure, did I have a steady starter? Yeah, but I never had the guy who was going to be super great. He was going to be QB1 five weeks out of the season. Now I feel like I want to be in that category. I'm not going to be the first to jump out and take a Josh Allen or who have I seen go first overall amongst the quarterbacks. For some reason, Patrick Mahomes is getting slighted a lot this year in fantasy drafts. Yeah, because he doesn't have any targets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is getting faded. Tom Brady's being faded, even in redrafts, and I don't really understand that either. But it's been Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Those are the three that everybody goes super early on. I want to be at the back end of that because there is a lot of shade for Lamar Jackson, and I don't understand it. I've wound up with Lamar Jackson in more more leagues this year than I can ever remember being able to get him. The MVP year, and especially after the MVP year, you couldn't touch him outside of the third round. Here's my problem with quarterbacks, uh, and I'm going to use last year's scoring as my uh, as my guide. How many quarterbacks in the NFL averaged 20 fantasy points a game last year? I have no idea. 12. How many averaged over 25? Don't know. Zero. Wow. There are 12 guys, usually 12 teams in most leagues. I don't care. The difference between Matthew Stafford and Josh Allen is just not that drastic. Mm-hmm. And the chances of look at how many good quarterbacks are on good teams. So you can get to the end of the year where it's like, ah, yeah, he threw for two hundred twenty yards. <laughs> I don't mind having Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr or getting really cute and going Jameis Winston or. Because my team's so good everywhere else that I don't really care. Right. I'm smoking you at other places. And I'll just use a position that I feel like I've been doing this for a slew of years now. Tight Tight end. end. If you don't have a high-end tight end, you are getting demolished by teams that do. Mm -hmm. Because there's not very many good ones. At least not on that elite level. There's not a lot of George Kittles and Travis Kelseys and Mark Andrews. There are five. Well, that means that half the league is going to have an advantage there, and the other half is 10 points behind them every single week. Mm-hmm. There's way more of a difference there than there is with your quarterback. If you do wait till late to take a tight end, though, who's on your who's on your radar, Mr. Tight End Whisperer? Pat Fryermouth. For serious? That's your answer? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk more about that coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. 
Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. What are you people? On dope? Welcome back into the Ingles studio here on ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy, and we are in the middle of the first mock draft Monday of the fantasy football season. We've got the live draft running on Sleeper right now. You want to follow it? It's right on, it's right on the bottom of the screen. Just check the bottom of the screen. You can see what the picks are doing at the moment. We've got... Uh, Ooh, I'm on the clock, and it's now my ninth round pick. Yeah, we 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 very much short clocked this. So uh, yeah, it's thirty. She would progress clocks. pretty quickly. It's thirty second uh, pick clocks, and now I'm like scrambling trying to figure ooh which which one do I want to be, which pick do I make before everybody makes fun of me? Because uh, we I, all know that's what's going to happen. A hundred percent. I mean, between the hat and your fantasy acumen, uh, what? Oh, and of course you took the. Homer. Why not? You're Screw such it. a homer. I am like, a homer. You're such a homer. I mean, explain it to me. Explain to me why Tom Brady is not being drafted in redrafts. Because he shouldn't be. Why not? Because you have to take him out of order. He's never going to be a high, high end quarterback. He's a back end QB one. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, will he have two outrageous games a year? Yeah. Is he Josh Allen? No. No. Is he Kyler Murray? No. Is he Russell Wilson, who I got right in front of him? No. Frankly, I would rather have uh, Trey Lance if I was being really honest. That's gross. What, because of the rushing Mm -hmm. capabilities? Who I took right behind him, by the way. What was Tom Brady last year in final results in fantasy football? Do you know? I do. Because I got it pulled up here. I do. He was three. Mm-hmm. He was the third quarterback in fantasy football last year behind Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I don't see how that's going to change all that much. Uh, would you like to hear the list of guys he finished in front of? Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Not a shot. You do that again. Not a shot. You do that again. Pat Mahomes. Lamar Jackson. Aaron Rodgers. Dak Prescott. Joe Burrow. Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not in front of any of those guys. That's ridiculous. Your schedule's brutally bad, mm-hmm. and your and your your um, your schedule's not your schedule's not good, and you're going to run the ball more than you think. And he's 46 years old. Over under, he finishes QB. I'll set the line at eight and a half. Under over, and I wouldn't think about it for half a second. I fully disagree. He led the league in passing last year, and. 
I don't and see now any sign that he's And now you have a defensive again. coach. Of which, yeah, you roll your eyes at me I'm all going, you want to. I'm going to roll my eyes because he he's, he's not controlling the offense. This is still oh, so Bruce you're saying Arians the head coach offense. has no say in that. I'm not saying he has first no time say. Co- first time offensive coordinator. And Todd Bowles is just going to go, you know what, Byron? You just do whatever you want to. You're right. I didn't watch this for several years. He's conservative. Mm-hmm. He's as conservative as any coach you'll ever see. But it's it's Todd. Todd will do whatever he wants to. No, he won't. No, he won't. Okay. I'm just telling you, because for you to be right, you're telling me he has to finish ahead of Joe Burrow. No shot. Short Burrow gets hurt. There's Mm -hmm. no shot of that. Mm -hmm. Because they will be in a slew of shootouts. Not because the defense is not good, because the conference is better. Joe Burrow is your seven? Is that what you're saying? Burrow currently is my eight. He's your eight. He is my eight. I mean, Brady's my 12, just so you know. Okay. Then that is a mixture of the age makes me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. The Chris Godwin injury makes you. I'm concerned. not worried about Godwin. I I took Godwin. Okay. I think he'll be back week one, so I'm I'm not overly worried about that. I don't I'm more be- worried about Todd Bowles than you are. Mm-hmm. This is still Bruce Arians' offense. No, it's not. No, it, it, by that logic, the New Orleans Saints are still Sean Payton's offense. We literally just spent 20 minutes the other day berating how unbelievably stupid that premise is uh, why because now you have a defensive head coach mm-hmm. that's second time as a head coach so he's gonna have a little more sway than the average first year guy will it's the exact same scenario why is the result going to be any different yeah i i, I don't feel because like one's it tom is. and one's james winston i don't feel like it is i've told you every time we get into that conversation it's still sean uh, uh sean payton acolytes running Wookie. the offense Wookie. Right. Then take Jameis Winston, because statistically, Jameis Winston's been a better fantasy football quarterback than Tom Brady has when he's been a dedicated starter. Because the high side of that, there wasn't an opinion. Okay. The per-game scoring has been better for Jameis Winston than it's been for Tom Brady. Okay. Now, there were some years with Bill Belichick where they ran far more. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you feel that way, then put your money where your mouth is take Jameis Winston. As long as you think he's going to be the starter. Oh, I have. I I, I have. In many addresses. Me? I'm going to bypass that. I mean, I'm, I'm not good. saying he's my option as my number one quarterback, but yeah, I mean, if he's still hanging around late in the draft and I need a backup, Jameis Winston's not a bad way to go. It's fine. I mean, I'm not jumping up and down about it. I'm not jumping up and down about Tom Brady. To me, he is the exact same quarterback as Kirk Cousins. Hmm. With a drastically better chance of just boat racing people. That's where I don't think you see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. If you're up two scores, you're not going, hey, Tom, you go be Tom Brady. It's going to no. become very, hey, that ball's deflated now. But as you said, the schedule's tough. So what does that tell you? There's going to be more competitive games, so they're going to have to Your schedule's to not throw. tough. You have one of the easiest schedules in the league. I don't know how you got that out of what I, out of what I said, because that's not that's even in literally a, what you just said, Tom not, Brady and your schedule. I said, is your brutal. schedule is not brutal. You're in a terrible division. You have four games that you win by 40. Mm. If I said that, I misspoke. Yeah. Your schedule is brutally bad. You'll, you'll win 12 games just by being clinically alive. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you a dirty little secret of how I played fantasy football for many years. I don't really want a quarterback on a good team. I have very little I want somebody chasing points. I want somebody that's on a team that's god-awful. So you want Jared Matthew Goff. Matthew Stafford. I did it forever. Well, Jared Goff's not an NFL quarterback. Well, 
Mm-hmm. He's close. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. If you're in a deep league where you start two quarterbacks, I'm not totally averse to that. Right. I don't know. It, it, it just baffles me. Do you undersell Tom Brady over and over and over again? All right, let me ask you a question. Would, you rather, have, would so. you rather have Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady? Fantasy football-wise. Uh, Tom Brady. Deshaun Watson is not. Stop that. In, in terms of if they play every game, which would you rather have? Oh, it's Deshaun. No, yeah, it's no not question. even close. I just got him four rounds after you. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to be suspended for the entire season. We've already, I think we've thrown dirt on that, buried it. We've already had the funeral service for it. Right. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. So for eight games, you'll have. Uh, currently, I'll have Russell Wilson. Well, I don't, that won't hurt. And then I'll parlay him into something that I actually want. Nice. I think that's where people screw up drafts, mm-hmm. at least from in my opinion, is you don't understand that you're in an asset accrual. That That's all this really is. Well, I don't have any running backs. Okay. Then stack up on quarterbacks or stack up on tight ends because dum-dums in front of you have slaughtered running back. Right. Okay, then you do what they haven't done. Yeah, make your wheel. Because eventually they're going to need a wide receiver. They're going to need a tight end. They're going to need a quarterback. I've walked out of drafts before with five quarterbacks. And then just disperse them accordingly. The one time I remember doing that, I went into the season with two on my roster. Uh Uh-huh. Because I traded all three of them for guys that were drafted ahead of them. Nice. And then I just sit back and laugh. Like, you realize how stupid that is, right? <laughs> you could have just taken the guy you wanted and been in better shape. Right. Hmm. All right. I mean, if you're not the wheeler and dealer, though, I don't I don't feel like there are too many people that play that th- that extra three-dimensional chess. I make when it comes 500 to trades a year. Mm-hmm. I've had whole rosters where half the roster I drafted did not make it to week one. Because invariably, somebody looks at their roster and you stare at it. This is what we do as fantasy football players. You draft a team and then you stare at it until week one. It's one of the reasons I love doing drafts right now. Right. Because people stare at it and they go, well, running backs are so bad. And then they overthink it. And then maybe they get a beverage in them. Or they just overthink things. And they send you a guy they took two rounds ahead of who you took. (laughs) Oh, cool. So you're just free pick. So so you just capitalize on people being inebriated is what you're saying. Correct. Gotcha. Interesting. I can't keep up. I, 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 I that's one thing I have learned today. I can't I can't keep up with this thirty second pick. Yeah, I, I've been watching you do it and do this at the same time. It's just it's just not happening. You should try being on my I wound side up with because Kadarius, the buttons are like this big. I wound up with Kadarius Tony and uh, Isaiah Spiller on my team. I don't really J D McKissick somehow. I don't feel great about this. Uh, what's well, funny? That's still better than most of the teams I've ever seen you draft. So. <laughs> Stop that. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. It is a mock draft Monday. We'll have more tips for your redraft mock coming up next, along with getting just a little bit weird. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Back here in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, and it's time to get weird. And guess what? Uh, with the you know inflation just killing everybody, one thing that is coming out is that um, there is no loyalty when it comes to certain things in life. And more people are turning into me, looking for the cheaper option. Interesting uh, little breakdown here that I found uh, that apparently two of the biggest sectors where cheap things are growing in popularity, cigarettes and beer, inflation has hit the country so badly that now Milwaukee Best is one of the biggest sellers of beer. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. The top three uh, sectors, or I guess the top three brands whose purchases have increased the most since the coronavirus pandemic and then, of course, the massive inflation that we're seeing right now, Milwaukee's Best is third on that list jeremy would you like to take a guess at the top two growing brands in beer bush light that's number one with a bullet and number two pbr oh he's so close he's so close now you got to go with the higher alcohol content in ice house oh i didn't even know ice house still made beer oh yeah but apparently Bush Light, Ice House, and Milwaukee's Best are experiencing the biggest gains right now, according to a study done by Bump Williams uh, Consulting. I think that was the guy who played in the uh, – he didn't even play center field for the New York Knights in, uh, in The Natural, the greatest sports movies ever made. Last year, retail, store, retail stores' sales of economy beer fell – Nearly 11%, but since the uh, inflation increase, these bargain brands are seeing increases of at least 5%. Bush Light up 9%, apparently. And then the same thing for cigarettes. Like Marlboro used to be the A number one. Everybody would go with it. And now they're seeing like Chesterfields are selling better. Or at least the increase has gotten so much because of the... I mean, it's like seven seven fifty for a pack of uh, smokes these days. So people are looking to save any way they can. Like saving $5 on a hat. 
<coughs> Still maintain you should have gone with the black one. Nope. Last week in Moscow, they had the Moscow Chess Open. And in this tournament, they had a riveting match between a robot and a seven-year-old. Apparently, the seven-year-old is a, is a chess whiz. Mm-hmm. And the robot is self-sustaining. It can analyze the board and do all the things that required to, to play chess. There's only one problem. Yeah. In the middle of the match, the child went to make a move. And the robot threw one of his pieces and then broke his finger. No, he didn't. It tries the machines. I believe movies have been telling us this was coming for quite some time. The AI and the robot got mad he was losing? Sergei Lasarev, the president of the Moscow Chess Federation, said the robot broke the child's finger. Of course, this is bad. Four adults rushed in, struggling to free the boy before leading him away from the chessboard. Oh, my. Is apparently there a video the, of this? Uh, I, I have not seen one yet, but apparently this robot has played in many previous events without incident. Uh-huh. And the boy was able to play again the next day, finishing the tournament with his finger in a splint. That's a game. Rise of the Machines. That's a gamer right there. Dries that's Rise of the Machines. That's better than Baker Mayfield playing Hurt. The kid comes back to the tournament with a broken finger. Yeah, and the kid might actually win. The robot pitched a hissy fit, threw one of the mm-hmm. pieces, and broke the kid's finger. Sure did. That sure is hilarious. Did. That takes me uh, that, that takes me back to that uh, Will Smith movie. Wasn't that the one about the robots where they start getting feelings? Oh, that's uh, I Robot. I Robot. Yeah. yeah. Or, no, I Robot's a vacuum cleaner. No, that's the Roomba. Is it I Robot? I'm pretty sure that's the name of the movie. I'm Will sure. Smith's like a cop, and one of the one of the one of the uh, the AI robots starts getting feelings yeah, and I kills robot, somebody. I ro- I robot totally a Roomba. Just so you know. No, I just googled it. I robot the official compare Roomba models now. Two thousand four movie, I robot starring Will Smith. All I can tell you is when you put it into Google, I robot comes up as a Roomba. Not if you put in I robot movie. Oh, oh, I didn't do that. Yeah. You said I robot. It's a movie with Will Smith. Ah. Yeah. AI is taking over. We hate it. All right. The uh, first uh, mock draft Monday is in the books. I'm in no way interested at seeing what the final of my team was. Uh, it was it just went to auto pick. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, it, you, it put, bad. you put a four second clock on it. it and every seconds, time I turned around, it was like, oh, fair. it's your turn. Oh, wait, I'm trying to host a damn radio show. <laughs> As am I, and I'm controlling all the graphics and all the things. Who do you think's running the board? Go running all the graphics. Stop that. Who do you think's running the board over here? I'm doing the same thing. I can't do it. I can't do it. Apparently, you're not very good at multitasking. I am not good at multitasking at all. Like, you can't show up on my phone. You got 20 seconds to make a pick. Well, hang on. I'm in the middle of a thought. Now I got to look at the board. Now I got to see who's left. Then I got to make the decision on who's best. I can't do that. I also have... Just let it I also have three computers and a phone over here, yeah. so I, I'm I'm in a little bit better technological space to do all of these. Friends things. don't let friends auto pick, and uh, that's exactly Jeremy's put me at a disadvantage yeah. here because he knows I don't think well yeah, on my we'll, feet. We'll put the board out later, put it out on the social medias. But just looking at the board, there are a few things to take away from this. Okay, first of all, I and I remember when we we did this on. The Saturday show. Mm-hmm. So before we did a daily show, we had a show on Saturdays. We had the the commandments of fantasy football drafting. So I'm going to say this 
and I'm only going to say it one time. If you're in a league that will allow you to not draft a defense and not draft a kicker, you do not draft a defense and you do not draft a kicker. It goes into that same asset accrual stage because nobody cares that you have Harrison Butker. No. Nobody cares. Kickers are not people outside of Pat McAfee. And that's only because he's funny. Mm -hmm. You go and pick up one week one after you've loaded, hopefully taken some talent at the end of the draft that is either going to be a piece for you later. Maybe they start out the year on IR or somebody that that's you can use usually how it goes for me. slots somebody gets hurt i get to hide them on ir well, and of, i'll deal with it two of my last picks were odell beckham jr and jameson williams bingo taking those two stash them away i don't yeah. have to worry about it I and then get them. your defense and get your kicker because exactly. nobody cares exactly the difference between a terrible the, the jets defense because when matter. when we got left out or when when the when the draft finalized here's the list of the uh defenses that are still available to pick up on the waiver wire the 49ers yeah that one would be fine feel like that'd be a great option the indianapolis colts that one also fine the pittsburgh steelers that one also fine the green bay packers yeah it just doesn't matter yeah nobody cares no don't and, and by the way can't say this emphatically enough if you run your fantasy league stop putting kickers in fantasy football mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stupid mm-hmm. it's stupid uh in those leagues where you do have to draft a kicker at the end of it, my Mr. Irrelevant has been, more often than not, Ryan Suckup. He's one of the most efficient kickers in the, in the NFL. But don't. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to be in one of those leagues where you have to take a kicker or else you have an illegal lineup, I know they exist, especially on ESPN, you can't do a regular draft. That'll, that'll only give you the option to pick a kicker at the end. you got to fill out that roster spot. Don't be the first guy to jump out and take Justin Tucker in the ninth round just because yeah, I have to have the best one. doesn't matter. No, it, it doesn't in any way. If, if you don't listen to anything else we say about fantasy football, stop drafting kickers ever. Mm-hmm. And if, you do, if, if you're forced, if your league makes you do it the second the draft is over, cut the kicker for somebody else. What's the longest you've ever gone without one? Without what? A kicker. Three weeks, I think. I finished second in the league where I never had one on my roster. You never played I one on the I physically never had a kicker on the team. That's crazy. That burned me because had I played one in the last week, basically any kicker that was clinically alive, I would have won. Right. But I was trying to prove a point. You're immediately giving up seven Five points, points a week. Woo. Woo. You don't want to be, I mean... Why? Why would you give them that advantage? Because I don't want to cut players off my team. And my team is my you? friends. But who was? But, but I'm trying to think. Like the last guy on your roster would have been DJ Shark. Yeah, I, that one. That, that's when I look back on and go, "All right, my ego might have uh, might have gotten the better." Of remedy. course it did. There's no at use. least the last week. It it, yeah. it was. It, it left me a lot of maneuverability that I greatly valued up until that point. By the time I'd gotten there, I was like, okay, now I want to be able to say this forever. I won a league where I never had a kicker. I'd say that's just foolish. Ah, a little hubris. It is what it is, I guess. And Jeremy feels like he can take those shots whenever he wants to. Uh, Yeah, but eh, drafting season is so much fun. Oh, I am a huge fan of this. And I encourage everybody to mock draft as much as possible. 
I get burnout. I do maybe five. Well, I'm not saying like do one every hour. Yeah, I do like I do five total. Five total mock drafts before you have to draft an actual roster. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I use some of the leagues that don't have any money in it. Those are my mm-hmm. mock drafts. Because mm-hmm. you're at least people. Well, I did one with you earlier this or what last week. Yep. All of you cared. I did not in any way. No money in it. I don't care. Yeah, you didn't show oh, up oh, for what the draft. You, what, what do you win? Uh, Bragging rights. Yay! 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 I get to tell you I'm better than you. I was going to do that anyway. Of course he was. Even if he finishes seventh in the league, he's going to be like, ah, but my picks had more upside. It's well, pretty rare that it happens. They maybe they did. Uh, that reminds me, we do still have spots in the Tattoo League. Uh, Dennis, is it Dennis? Cox, is that his name? The, the producer for Adam Gold. He will be in the league with us. Uh, we have secured who will be doing it. Uh-huh. So whoever loses this, you're not going to be getting a bad tattoo. We have secured the best artist in the city to do this. And I can't wait. Yeah. I will care more about that league than I care about any other one any other one i play in kevin vick says in the youtube comments justin tucker scores more points than a lot of wide receivers yeah but does he score score that much that more than a kicker no i don't feel like i mean it's not like he's scoring 80 points more than the next kicker out there the the difference between what he scores and ryan suckup scores is very minuscule right it's like two points a week maybe and meanwhile you've wasted the time earlier in the draft where you could have done more with the selection that you took justin tucker this year specifically is one of those times where i I look at this and go i do not care about wide receiver if i come out of the first six rounds and i don't have one i'm not sure that i care Mm -hmm. west virginia willie says how are y'all doing the radio show and keeping up with the draft i'm not yeah i'm doing quite nicely uh tank not so much no Frankly, I, looked at that I went. I went. Did, I did pretty well for three picks, and then. Frankly, if he starts coughing, I'm afraid he's going to dunk his phone in his drink. <laughs> it very well may happen. You never know. Mock draft Monday, the first of it in the books here on ESPN. Ash will have more drafting tips coming up for you next, right here, in the Ingle Studio. At Ingles, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingles and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. 
Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! Coming up tomorrow is the final day where veterans report to training camp. Oh, we're here. For all NFL teams. Oh, we're here. We, we got one more week. That's the reason we chose to do fantasy football week this week. We, we listen to what you say. You're tired of NBA talk. We had to talk about the Kevin Durant thing. Yes. Okay. We, we have a physical choice. The number one trading story in sports. We had to talk about it. Hall of Fame game coming up on August the 4th, which is. That's 10 days from now. Good night. Good night. It's We're a week from there. Thursday. We're almost there. And I don't care that it's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders. I am ur- I am, I'm just yearning for football at this point. The USFL didn't do anything for anybody. I'm sorry. There were 10 people who cared. It rated better than I would have thought. Now, that is proof positive that you can make the numbers say anything you want them to. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Uh, we got we, we got XFL teams and, and where the coaches are going and where they're going to be located. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to that. Uh, three of the eight teams are in Texas. Yay! You, you know what the what the XFL proved to us unequivocally? What's that? Big markets do not care about things like this. Why should they? New York. So three teams were relocated because they were the three lowest in attendance. L.A. lost their team. Mm-hmm. New York lost their team. Tampa Bay lost their team. Mm-hmm. So now we have three in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Developmental Football League. It sounded fun to begin with. And I don't, I just don't see any future in it. Maybe I'm too I, short-sighted. I think the XFL will be fine. I mean, I'm not jumping up and down about it. But right. I don't think it it'll ever a pull a number. It'll ever be relevant. Was it somebody got signed off of one of the... Kyle Slaughter. Yeah, Kyle Slaughter got signed from the New Orleans Breakers. And it's like, woo, I don't care. He replaced EJ Perry, who got $230,000 guaranteed and didn't even make it to camp. It's the way to do it. Good job, Jacksonville. And now EJ Perry can go on and he can be the starting quarterback for the San Antonio Rough Riders or whatever the name of the team's going to be. I actually think he's going to end up on a roster. You you do. His was a non-football injury designation. This is the kid from Brown, right? Yeah, that was and picking up trash way, at the combine. There were way too many people that liked him. Maybe he'll go be the fourth-string quarterback for the Houston Texans. <laughs> Might be the starter for the Houston Texans before it's all said and done. <laughs> Week one of the preseason is August 11th. Starts that Thursday with a double header, and then everybody's underway fully. How many preseason games do you watch a year? Total? Mm-hmm. Combined time? Yes. Less than one. I will tune in for a few possessions here and there, but I don't think it totals up an entire game throughout the entire four weeks of the preseason. I cannot tell you that I will watch every second. I will watch way more than I'm proud to admit. If it's anything more than a full game, 
I feel like you did. Oh no, I I'll do a full, a full. I'll watch every second of the Hall of Fame game. I will not turn that off. I can't do it. But then I, I mean, got, unless but Jeff, then I go back and I look at because I'm a nerd and I keep my draft profiles for every player that I've ever graded. Right. The most exciting thing that's happened at the Hall of Fame game in the last 10 years was Jeff Reed showed up at the Pittsburgh Steelers-Dallas Cowboys game and started fighting with somebody in the stands. That was the most interesting thing that's ever happened in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, see, I I, I glean a lot from that. And it's the, I mean, it's the, the wannabe scout in me. Mm-hmm. I have to go back and get, oh, when yeah. guys blow up in the preseason, I love to go, I told you it was yeah, good. You're and the, then it gets cut. Nah, right. Oops. You're the one that was screaming, what was the guy last year? Oh, it was Javian Hawkins. Javian Hawkins was going to be the next big thing for the Atlanta Falcons. Then what happened? He he's disappeared. No, he's not. He's not on a roster in the NFL. I don't think you're right about that. I don't think he is. I don't think he's on a roster right now in the NFL. And the he was supposed to be the next running back in line in Atlanta. Yay! And Cordero Patterson had the season of his life last year. He's on the 90-man roster for the LA Rams. Oh, okay. There you go. 90-man hmm? roster. So he'll be well, I mean, a practice that's what we have player. Right Hopefully. Still a talented player. He's also five foot six. Oh, I so, understand. I, mean, I understand. I'm just saying, I, I try not to get too crazy about the, oh, this guy's going to be the, the big sleeper of the year. Last year it was Javian Hawkins. This year it's Tyler Algier. Weird. It's the same team. Not saying they're same players. Yeah, because they're not at all. It's the same. See, because you throw out Javian Hawkins, I'll throw out Darren Waller. Because I was he on wasn't that an very early. He wasn't an immediate rookie. Didn't say he was an immediate rookie impact. Saying I, I can genuinely tell you, there are at least three people that listen to the show can verify. I had him in every league the year he broke out. I had seen him and I went, mm-hmm. I can't tell you he's a full on football player, but I can tell you he can catch footballs. He's real big and he's real fast. Right. Which he always had been. He just had, you mm-hmm. know, personal issues. Yeah, I'll give you credit for that. I think I do remember that year now. Oh, good Lord. That was, a, oh, I think I built an extra layer. I think I built an extra floor on my house that year. Because <laughs> he won all of the things as the tight end whisperer. I had one league that I didn't have Darren Waller in that right. year, and I lost it to the guy that sniped me on him. It was Cowboy Zach Hurst, who I had told how high on him I was. He went back, watched it, sniped me on him, and then beat me with him. That hurts. Not as bad as the fact that we co-owned a team one year. He cut our kicker. Had we not done that, he cut our kicker not thinking they were playing on Monday night. There's no kickers left. Right. Lost that game, missed the playoffs. We oh. would have won the league, and oh, it was no. for more It was for more doubloons than I even want to say out loud. Yikes. Is that what is that is that, is that hey, no more? No no more will I ever co-own a team. Ever again. Yeah. Ever again. I've never done it before. I've always thought it was a bad idea, and I will never, will never do that. Uh, if you've been around with us for long enough, you remember Cowboy Zachers, who was on our first podcast many years ago. Yes, uh, and you will be seeing him again in just the next coming few days. Excellent. If you're a member of the House of Reprehensibles, subscribe to the channel. You will see all of these things in due time. Everybody's had fun of making fun of my hat today. Uh, y'all don't like it. I don't care. Poo on you. It's my hat. I'm going to continue to wear it anyway. On the trip I took this weekend, I bought some new clothes. Bought the new hat, got a new new polo shirt. Says Georgia on it. It's very very nice. Now here's the thing, it's a size large. Let me repeat, it's a size large, folks. 
there was about six months ago where I was on the cusp of going from triple extra to quadruple extra. And now with the PhD weight loss program, I have lost over 80 pounds in that six-month period, and I'm buying clothes that I have never purchased clothes at a large size for myself ever before. You want results like that? Go to myphdweightloss.com. At six foot five, I will never fit into a large shirt unless I turn into Ezekiel Elliott and don't mind showing a little midriff. However, I have lost enough weight that if I wanted to, I could, and people wouldn't be physically repulsed, and it's all thanks to the planted food of PhD weight loss. Uh, it's much uh, much better trying to walk around the pool these days as well. Just just saying. You you may not be in this for beast beefing up your beach body or whatever. You need to lose some weight. MyPhDWeightLoss.com is the key. PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. Daily Draft coming up next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It's the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400, the third hour of the program on this Monday afternoon. A short week for us. Programming note, Wednesday, no show, as we'll have day day baseball with the Atlanta Braves here on ESPN Asheville, so you get a little respite from us during the middle of the week. It is Fantasy Week, as we are focusing most of our efforts now on getting you prepared for the fantasy football season because the NFL is right around the corner. Tomorrow is the last day that veterans have to report to training camps for every NFL team. Some are already there. Tomorrow is the dead last day where new teams demand that their veterans be in camp. And then everything kicks off in 10 days with the NFL Hall of Fame game up in Canton, Ohio. I can't wait. Today's daily draft, we are going to be focusing on divisions in the NFL, drafting fantasy teams from each and every division over the next eight shows. Today, the NFC South, which means we can only build a fantasy roster with a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and two flexes from this division every day. Today, it's the NFC South. So this requires a little bit of forward thinking. There's only four teams. Mm -hmm. You have to draft a quarterback, a running back, a tight end, a receiver. The other two, those are flexes. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into this. I beat you in the bachelor party invite draft. Yeah, because apparently everybody wants to hang out with geriatrics. Uh, And and Pat Mack and John Daly. We're we're, we're crushing margs at Hooters. You're, you're, You're playing Canasta or something crushing beers and whiskey with conor mcgregor and david bakhtiari yeah i got the ultimate party animal and gronk i feel like i did that pretty well yeah you're fine not jealous of your party at all but lost (laughs) hey the, the the tribe has spoken jeremy won fair and square so he gets the number one pick in today's daily draft in the nfc south so this is going to sound odd because with the premise of this game you have to take a player at every position. Yes. There's only one position in this division where there's only one guy that I would want on a team. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take him first. It's 
Kyle Pitts. Dang it. I, I feel like I you are now at a horrid disadvantage. Well, yeah, because now my second option at tight end is Adam Troutman, maybe? Kyle Rudolph? It's no one from the Carolina Panthers. I'm not going to Ian Thomas no. or Tommy Tremble. So now that'll be my last pick. In 100%. The draft. It, it very I, much I'm should stu- be. I'm stuck now. I have no other option at tight end. Oh, that's really not what I was hoping you were going to do. And that's what makes this fun. It is. It is. Um, man. All right. There is in, There are two more positions of need that don't have great depth. And one's running back and one's quarterback. The question is, do I care which of the running backs I get or do I care which of the quarterbacks I get more? And, of course, I care more about the quarterback position in the NFC South, and I'm going to take Tom Brady with the number two pick. You can call me full homer, but I don't want to take the chances of winding up with Jameis Winston and either him being bad, but bad, but bad, 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 and then I have to end up with Baker Mayfield or somebody off the waiver wire at the midpoint of the season. I'm going with Tom Brady, the guy who's going to carry me to the end of the season and could be a top five wide receiver or top five quarterback in fantasy football this year. And I considered that, I'm not going to lie. But to me, the difference between Kyle Pitts and Adam Troutman is drastically Drastic. more. You you nailed the first pick. Then the difference between Tom Brady and... Mm-hmm. If you had gone Tom Brady, first off, I would have laughed hysterically I was never that you went him. number one pick Tom Brady, the ultimate Tom Brady hater. I was just hoping you were going to care really more about which running back you get. Yeah, I'm... I, I, I never really care about quarterback in the first place. And now knowing that I, I kind of put you in a position. Now, here's my question. I don't really know why you did that. Okay. Why? I, I'll tell you as we, as we go along. Okay. I, there's something else I thought you were going to do mm-hmm. that would have ultimately gotten me much more drastically. But we'll get there in a minute. But we'll get there in a minute. All right. Well, while I'm on this... Uh... While I'm on the Homer train, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take the number, the no doubt number one wide receiver in the NFC South. And it's Mike Evans. There's after that, I feel like there's a bit of a drop off to the number two at the wide receiver position. And I'll be honest with you. I don't care which of the running backs I end up with. I am, am so very glad that you did that that way. Because now, I get to do to you what I was afraid you were going to do to me. Okay. Look, I can't fault you for either of those. I think the drop-off between Mike Evans and a couple other guys in this division is not that drastic. Okay. I'm not that worried about not having Tom Brady because I know I'm. you can't draft another quarterback. Flexes are not quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, I can take... James Winston last. I could literally call my shot. Yes, that's that's what I'm going to do last. Yes, you can. And he'll be my undrafted free agent. So now I'm going to do to you what I was really afraid you were going to do to me. You said the difference between the running backs in this division. Oh, I is see not what you're going to do. No, no, so no. I'm going to take them both. No, this is poor planning on my <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah, you have already I lost this. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, and I Son knew you were. Big, yeah, uh, you. Shot. I don't know. I don't see a guy to do about. <laughs> he almost, I went 
He I almost went, said full bad word. I went full on wordy dirt on he, that one. He almost said a bad word. Son he of a biscuit eater. Uh, so I'm personally oh. going to go Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. See, this is that second level thinking that just it always puts me in a bind with Jeremy because you and I, and are I got, not a nice person. No, really. I'm a jerk, and really? I think we all know that. But I, I will give credit in, in the YouTube comments. Justin Parton called my shot on that before I did it. Man, because I'm not gonna let, when I said I don't really understand why you took Tom Brady there. Mm-hmm. If you do the math. There was really no path I was going to take him anyway. I mean, yeah, it's fine. But the difference between Kamara, Mike Evans, Christian McCaffrey, you guaranteed I was getting two of those guys, which meant there was really no way that I was going to lose this. Man. Which is why I love this game. I hate this game. It's it's one of many reasons that I love this was opined by a listener. And I, I really hope. That uh, we get opined more things okay. like this where I can just beat you. All right. All right. Pizza All right. Hut delivery guy. Pizza Hut delivery guy. Nice. I've been waiting on that one for two hours. Somebody in the uh, comments, it was Jason Trump. Said, Tank, one more joke. Tank looks like the special teams coach for North Southwestern Tech University. You do kind of look like you're the, like you're the Georgia bull rabbits coach in some disney movie where they didn't buy the licensing for the brand they were trying to represent right right. uh let me ask you a question just 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 since we're doing this i don't like the way this worked out at all how big of a difference do you think there is between christian mccaffrey and alvin kamara you know i don't think there's much of a difference i don't either because here's the thing i've got to consider i've got to consider alvin kamara the fact that he could be suspended. I will say that is highly unlikely. I'm going to disagree for the square. I think there's a decent chance that he does get suspended. I just don't know when that's going to be. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. When was the last time that a player got suspended after they reported to camp for something that happened in the previous season? No clue. It's never happened. Never happened. Because somebody's going to say, well, Ezekiel Elliott, that happened in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I had about a three-month head start on but Ezekiel But that was Elliott. a leftover from college. That was that was seasons before. Yeah, but we, I'm talking about when it broke. We oh, okay. knew about this. This is, And that's the thing. is, It's not so much when the event actually happened as when we found out about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I almost feel like you're opening yourself up of – I mean, nothing's going to happen in that case. Nothing's going to be litigated in that case between then and now. And the more that I see the NFL do this, the more I'm like, why do you not just adjudicate these things? Mm -hmm. It's not going to change. I mean, if you're waiting for the sentencing, which is what I think, I I think they're waiting for the judicial process to take hold. I don't know how you can do that. I mean, I guess it's it's not as high profile of a case as obviously the Deshaun Watson stuff. It's, but it's still one of those things that it's it's gonna hang out there at some point. There's gonna be the fervor that comes out. You have to do something and about it tomorrow. Th- and say I don't think there will. I mean, he was caught, solely because it's lost in the Deshaun Watson. He thing. was caught on camera feloniously assaulting someone. That's <laughs> a lot. I, I don't disagree with you, right? But my question is. What has changed between then and now? That's usually how this works. Either the video comes out, there's a, a settlement, a, a whatever. Well, it's not his turn yet. 
just just be patient. It's not his turn yet. We're still focused on Deshaun Watson. Once the Deshaun Watson decision comes in, then I think spotlight goes on Alvin Kamara. And say, I'm not necessarily sure that happens. Maybe not. I think it's more likely he's going to catch six games in 2023. Mm-hmm. He could miss games this year. And I'm reading tea leaves there because his attorneys are trying to kick this as far down the road as humanly possible. Christian McCaffrey has not been able to stay healthy in the last two years, so I'm automatically assuming that I'm going to miss games there too. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. If I'm not trying to take a slight at Christian McCaffrey, but if they're both healthy, I think they're both top five running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. They both have potential question marks that I feel good that I have one of them and I feel good that you don't have the other one. Mm -hmm. Which means you have one more pick before the break. And frankly, there's not a whole lot you can do to me here. No, no, there's really not. I mean, I want to, I want to try to do some damage here, but my poor thinking on all of this was I'll take the wide receiver and I'll let you have the choice of of which running back you want. And then you went both running backs and really threw me for a loop. So now I don't have any I don't have any other place I can hurt you other than taking another wide receiver. Which is not gonna hurt me all that which bad. Which is not gonna hurt you all that bad. But I will take the uh number two option, which I cl- I feel like is a clear number two option right now, despite the despite the quarterback situation that he has. I'm going to take D.J. Moore. That is not the one I thought you were going to take. I'm going to take D.J. Moore. Then we'll take a break. i got another pick coming up. I don't like the way this has gone at all. It's the Daily Draft here on ESPN. Asheville only picking a fantasy team with NFC South players. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. See you later, Dad. All Bye. the ingredients for family. The sportsocracy. Take all this, burn it. Okay? Gasoline, kerosene, either one. Burn it. I don't like it. I don't like it one little bit. Jeremy's it, it's a bad jerk when three picks in. Just, I mean, can, can you draft yourself? Exactly. God almighty. I I boo-boo kiddied this in the yeah. biggest of ways. Yeah. And what's funny is <sighs> I could have said, you do realize what I'm going to do. I could have done You that. could have warned me. You I, could have warned me and said, you're not I, thinking about this clearly, sir. I, I could have. But, but no, why would where you Where is the fun in yeah, that? exactly. Why would you delivery guy from every uh, adult film you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, why would I do that? I understand it. Uh, you know, that's strategy never been my forte. I understood the assignment. And apparently I did not. 
We're doing the daily draft today. If you're just joining us, we're only drafting teams over the next eight shows, fantasy teams from each and every division. We're doing the NFC South today. And Jeremy had the number one overall pick. He put me behind the eight ball when with the number one pick, he took Kyle Pitts, the only tight end worth having in fantasy football, at least as a tight end one. The other guy's okay for a flyer late in the draft. You're looking for something fine. He took Kyle Pitts one. And then I went, okay, well, I'm going to get you back and I'm going to take the only quarterback that I know in the league is going to have top five fantasy potential. And I took Tom Brady. Which is when I, low-key to myself, went, good. And then I thought, well, there's only two running backs to take, and I'm going to get one of them, not thinking he's got the next two picks and he could just take both of the running backs because I thought, surely he'll he'll have some kind of heart and leave me one of them. But he didn't. You so obviously did the, not know your opponent, sir. So I, I, I so I took clearly the number one wide receiver in the NFC South of Mike Williams or uh, Mike Evans, and then he goes back-to-back Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. So now I'm stuck in a position with my next pick of where, uh, fine, I'll just, I'm just going to have to load up on wide receivers and hope that I'm so good at wide receiver that it'll make up the difference that I'm going to be dog-do at tight end and running back. Good Lord, I didn't think about this properly. I can't wait to see if I can learn my lesson for the next one of these we do because I've already lost this one. So now with my third pick or my fourth pick after having Tom Brady, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, I'm just going to continue to load up on wide receivers. And so I'm going to take Michael Thomas. And now I have clearly the best group of wide receivers in the draft. It's just I suck at every other position except for quarterback. Yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, When you took this, oh, I'm going to burn you. Hey, you went all Yosemite Sam. There's only one problem. Uh-huh. Your team has two receivers. And so I'm going to get the other one that I fully believe will be ready for week one. Mm-hmm. In Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Well, I couldn't go all Tampa Bay Buccaneers just to have everybody call me a homer. Well, I mean, y- you are. Now- That's beside the point, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I... I <clears throat> I'm at that point where I feel like I've already won. Mm -hmm. As you should. And I feel like in your your fervor, you didn't quite realize that you still have to have a running back. Uh Uh-huh. And so I'm going to take the only one left. He's going to take the only one left. And Cordero Patterson. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh Good no! Job. There's another Good one. Job. Good oh, job. I forget. Well, you have all bucks. I, I have care. all bucks. I don't so, care. Yeah. I, and I'll be. Ooh, you were going to paint me into that. that you were going to paint me into that corner anyway. So, congratulations. Oh, I got that one wrong. So you went Chris Godwin with your wide receiver. Your, your position. running back bloated up to 417 pounds, and I forgot about this him. This is very true. You go Cordero Patterson. Now my pick is going to be my running back. I'll take playoff Lenny. And then, ugh. yeah. And ugh. then, and then you do what now? And then I'm going to take. I'm I'm almost curious to see which one you take here. <sighs> hmm. It's 
Stephen Town on the YouTube comment said, what's Tank going to do in the Bucks bye week? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Lose. Absolutely nothing. I'm going to take Drake London. I, how are you going to take Drake London as a tight end? So I'm not. You didn't say. You didn't say I had to use all my draft picks on the on the positions. I can use my UDFA for that. I said you had to take a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and two flexes. And I still got one more pick with my UDFA. I, it's like taking it, it. Look, kicker, defenses. I could just wait and pick up, pick one up later. That is your UDFA. No. We only get six picks. You have six players. So please tell me how that how that plays oh we don't uh, get a full round for this we don't we don't get a full uh, another round uh, for we, udfas we can if you want to i mean that's the way we do every other draft you fill out the, you fill out your slots and then there's a udfa at the end hmm. so that's what i'm gonna do i feel like he just made up a rule i did as he was i going. made a rule up on the on the fly i feel like you just made up a rule as you were going <laughs> Oh, this makes this a little more convoluted because there's not really anybody in this division that I feel all that good about. Carolina doesn't really have anybody. Atlanta doesn't have anybody else. For what? In terms of, I mean, if I if I don't have to take Jameis Winston here, you can't take him. So I'll just push, I'll just push this down another uh, another step. Indeed. So now you have to take the best fantasy-relevant player left. Hmm. And for me, there are potentially two of those. Do they play for the same team? They do. That's what I thought. They do. You know what? I'm going to take the history of one of your picks and use it against him. Okay. Okay. And I feel like I've already won, so I'm going to go high side, and I'll go Chris Olave. All right. Jarvis Landry was the other one I considered. Mm-hmm. All right, so Chris Olave, and then the UDFAs. Oh, mine's Jameis Winston. I, yeah. I think I've said that six times. So yeah, and no real, no real spicy, spicy there. <laughs> and my UDFA will be. One of the tight ends that's left. Can, can and, I just put a question mark over your right, tight end like, on the graphic? What, like, what is uh, the, another tight end in this division. It'll be a tight end from the NFC South, not named Kyle Pitts. Which means one that should never be drafted, ever. <sighs> to me, the answer to this is Kyle Rudolph, and it's not really even worth discussing. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. It's Kyle Rudolph. And I don't feel great about it. I don't feel anything about it. I, it's, that's the same way I felt when the news actually came out that he was joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I went, okay. Of which Yay. I thought you should have been much happier about that than you were. I wasn't. I just don't really care. I mean, if it's not Gronk, it's going to be a lesser utilized position anyway. It's another large target mm-hmm. that plays tight end with Tom Brady. Sure. It can only be so bad. But there's going to be a split between him and and uh, Cameron Brait. Kate Otten might get sprinkled in there a little bit, the rookie. Other than that, I mean, your only other option at tight end in the NFC South is Adam Troutman. I don't feel good about that. 
Because I, I haven't seen has, it. I, I think he has some value. Yeah, but I haven't seen him be fantasy relevant before. No. I mean, he's. At he least, would be basing it off the. At least with Kyle Rudolph, I've seen him be fantasy relevant. I've seen him be a top 10 ish tight end when he was with the Minnesota Vikings. So that's where I'm left with. All right. So the uh, rosters here we have Jameis Winston, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Godwin, Kyle Pitts, Alvin Kamara, and Cordero Patterson with Chris Chris Olave on Jeremy's team. Mine ends up being Tom Brady, Playoff Lenny, Mike Evans, Kyle Rudolph, all Buccaneers, DJ Moore, Michael Thomas, and Drake London. Congratulations, Jeremy. You won. Uh, Yes, there has been many better luck tomorrows. Yeah. I'm going to blame it on the hat. Oh, the hat was distracting me? 100%. I don't care. I love the hat. Screw you guys. It was it was very distracting and it- <laughs> screw you guys. I'm going home. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Coming up next, don't do crimes. And guess what? The NCAA is going. Screw it. Everybody transfer whenever you want to. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. See you later, Dad. All the ingredients for family. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Don't do crimes. We like to tell you each and every day here on the program how important it is that we have a civil society where we're all abiding by the laws and the regulations of our hometowns and states and federal government and all of that. It's very important that you don't do crimes. Now, it's also important that if you're going to do crimes that, you know, you try to cover all your bases. I love gangster movies. I love gangster movies and crime movies and conspiracy movies because the thing that it takes for a good conspiracy to work is that you have to have everybody in line. Everybody has to know their part, and no one can draw attention to the group, right? If we're going to try to get away with something, think about the movie Goodfellas. Remember the scenes where Robert De Niro was going around and he's telling everybody, don't go out and buy fur coats and buy new cars and all of this. We just knocked off a plane for millions of dollars. Don't draw, start drawing attention to yourself. Jeremy always likes to use the analogy as well. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do crimes, 
if you're going to be like carrying drugs, don't run stop signs. If you're going to rob a bank, don't run the red light on the other side. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this just goes to show you one person, one stupid criminal can spoil the the whole operation for all of the other criminals. <laughs> this comes to us from Forsyth County, Georgia, where one traffic stop led to the massive takedown of a drug operation, which I'm glad it happened. But I, do you have those people, you ever see those people on social media that talk about, oh, police should be sh- focusing on shutting down all the drug trafficking rather than, you know, patrolling the streets trying to find some guy who's uh, just a little too buzzed driving home from, from the bar. Those people are wrong. Those people are wrong. But this is a great example of why that's so important because there was a DUI stop in Forsyth County the other night where they, you know, the person was weaving in and out of lanes. They did the traffic stop went, oh, you've been drinking tonight, sir. Guess what? I've got probable cause. I'm going to search your vehicle. And in the vehicle, they proceeded to find a boatload of drugs. 40 grams of fentanyl, 16 grams of heroin, 32 grams of cocaine, 14 ounces of marijuana. There's a lot of drugs in this car. Then the next day, they took the tips from that and they went to a warehouse where they found even more drugs. And then from the tip of that one, they went to an apartment in uh, you know downtown Atlanta and found even a boatload more of drugs. That one DUI stopped because that one idiot thought, I have to drive home drunk from the party, ended up with 400,000 lethal doses of fentanyl being taken off the streets. Thank God for that. Thank God for the police that are keeping us safe out there. Don't do crimes. My story comes to you from Gloucester in the United Kingdom. This story is straight out of Ocean's Eleven. Two men raided a lorry which i had to google to see what that meant it is a heavy armored vehicle they cut the side of it open and there were 19 pallets of material Mm -hmm. in this truck Mm -hmm. they stole seven of them and then drove away surely you're thinking what did they get was it cash Mm -hmm. gold Mm -hmm. something of great value Mm -hmm. it was wrigley's chewing gum (laughs) In, a, in an armored car? In an armored car. Do not ask me why it's in an armored car. I do not know. What, are they having like a Willy Wonka contest I or something? I have no idea. They stole $30,000 worth of Wrigley's chewing gum. Uh, one of them is named Keon Sanderson, and he was the one that flipped on the other two that did this. Okay. Apparently, he was part of this heist, and yet he was going to get none of the money. Because they forced him to do this to pay off an existing debt. All right. I got a whole slew of questions. One, how big of a car do you have to have to take seven pallets of chewing gum away from a car? Right. That's one. Two, how long does it take to pull that much chewing gum out of a vehicle? My third question, and I feel like this is without a doubt the most pressing of the issues. How are you going to get the money out of it? What are you going to sell spearmint on, on the, the corner, street, man? It's, what does a pack of gum cost? Give like a dollar thirty? Hook me up with some of that spearmint. That's man. the only thing that inflation has not hit is chewing gum. It's been a dollar twenty nine since like nineteen forty three. 
That is the most bizarre crime I think I've ever seen. And weird. what's crazy is in the story, they say it's a very sophisticated crime of how they got into the truck, did all of the things. Okay, if it's such a sophisticated crime, then why did you not steal something of more value? Yeah, you would want you would want to know that what's in the truck is of great value. Although you're assuming, you're far be it from me, but you have to assume that if it's being carried in an armored truck, it's going to be worth something, not thirty thousand dollars in gum. I'm I'm just I'm dumbfounded by this story. I wouldn't put two night guards on the 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 pallet delivery of gum. That's ironic you say that because with that hat you look like you should be defending the pallet of gum. <laughs> Fried baloney in our YouTube comments said Tank looks like the gas station manager who tries to convince you that his Delta Eight carts are better than the real thing. They are legal, and you're still probably going to pop on a drug test, but. Don't you know, do crimes. At least it's legal. Don't do crimes. At least it's legal. The NCAA, uh, they're 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 further. Um, can I? I'm going to say this word, and I apologize if it offends some. Bastardizing the product. That's exactly what the NCAA is getting ready to do, ready to do as the um, what is it? The uh, Division One Council has rubber stamped. On August 3rd, or will rubber stamp on August 3rd, a plan that will now eliminate the restrictions against players transferring multiple times, which now means we can have a scenario where there will be a college football player that can, without any repercussions or ramifications, play for four different schools in four years. Everybody gets to transfer. There's no waivers anymore. It's just wide open jump schools willy-nilly as you please i'm going to make a comparison and this is a comparison that might ruffle somebody's feathers this reminds me of a crime wave happens in your town and Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to equate the two things don't take the uh, example so literally right and your solution is to have less law enforcement officers um does that make sense Legislate it less. You know what? They're already committing. They're already doing the thing. So you know what? Let's just let them do it. Do you realize the obvious take it on face value of this is not hard to figure out. Now, any player that produces at a lower level school is going to get pilfered a hundred times out of a hundred. You have no way of keeping them Mm -hmm. because now there's no penalty. There is no penalty. Unless you can afford to pay them. I'm talking about at smaller schools. I'm looking at Jared Verse, a kid that went to Florida State from Albany. Uh, that kid was a, an All-American at Albany. You had no shot of keeping him. No. Now, that kid won't even get that far. Because when he has that year, now you'll have, I'll steal a line out of the, off the top of my head, Liberty. Go, ah, we'll, we'll take a flyer on him. We'll take a flyer. Because now, they've deregulated this point of, you can sign as many players as you want up to the 85 scholarships. Right. Here's what but nobody seems to understand. On the backside of that, you can do anything you want to. This is one of those, be careful what you wish for because you might just get it. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen when a, give me a high level school. Alabama. When Alabama signs a kid 
who as a freshman doesn't do doesn't live up to the expectations. Maybe he's late to a meeting here and there. Maybe he's not as fast as we thought he was. What do you think's gonna happen to that kid when they can up. when they can pilfer a, a corner from Jacksonville State that they've already seen? He's getting kicked off the program. Bingo. Be careful what you ask for. You might just get it. Mm-hmm. And now we have officially gotten to the lawless time of the NCAA. Where now I feel like you're not even trying. They're not. They haven't been trying since it was Mark Emmert that said we're just gonna let the schools handle this NIL thing. And so now I have I have a theory of why this might be. Okay. This might be the only way the NCAA survives. Is to just I, let it be the, the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Let it blow up. You do it. Don't think we can do it? You do it. Mm-hmm. And you sit back and you watch the carnage for a few years, and then you swoop back in and go, hey, remember all those rules we had? Yeah, they weren't just to harm you. We weren't just the big bad NCAA. They wanted to hoard all the money. If I've heard that once, I've heard it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. It's the most laughably stupid thing that people say on a daily basis. Well, they they just wanted to hoard the money and not pay the kids. Maybe at Alabama. Maybe at Georgia. Maybe at a slew of other schools. Do you realize the margin that most of these programs run under? It's thin. It's razor thin. Mm-hmm. And now you have done everything in your power to make them as powerless as humanly possible. It used to be at least... At least you knew if somebody transferred out, they had to sit here. Then it became, well, now they can transfer out, but they can only do it once as an undergrad. They can do it once as a, as a post-grad. Mm-hmm. Now you've taken that away. Here's the other part of this, that nobody understands the clearinghouse well enough to understand. You know who this completely neuters? Stanford, Notre Dame, Duke, Vanderbilt, Basically, any high-level prestigious school that's super academic, let me tell you why. The clearinghouse with the NCAA is not easy to pass twice as an undergrad. If you just change your mind and you go, you know what, now i got to get financial aid here, and this is super back behind closed doors. It's not just, hey, let me sign this, and all of a sudden, now it's just taken care of. No, there are logistical problems with this, too that is going to very badly hamstring a Notre Dame, mm-hmm. a Duke, a look, Duke gets whoever they want in basketball. In football, you might as well disband the program because you are done like dinner. If you have a player that is even halfway, halfway competent as a freshman at Duke, they will not make it to their sophomore year because they're looking and go, this is going to get too hard to get out of. I'm just going to go transfer to – Ole Miss mm-hmm. or Florida. I should have used Florida. That's always the <laughs> school that's Florida I do. Be your punching I, bag. I do. I do. And it's, it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. I'm borderline dumbfounded that I'm dumbfounded. That even now, after all of these unbelievably stupid things I've watched this institution do, you found a way to be even dumber. Your high-level coaches are literally screaming, please go. God, do something! Or is this the help me in some way? Or is this the NCAA leaning into the super super conference idea of eventually we're going to get to the point where we're going to have membership programs that are clamoring for us to step back in and have regulations? There are going to be others that don't want that. 
So that drives so what the you're wedge between. Is, uh, what you're saying is that they'll come in and pick up the hundred broken pieces that are not grabbed in the forty. Hundred percent. That was never not going to happen. That was never not going to happen. Kent State has to have somebody, that, and that's just an example off the top of my head mm-hmm. of a lower FBS school. It's a great choice. They have to have an entity. Yes. The, the NCAA can't die and Kent State survive, or Akron, or Western Michigan, or take your pick. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work that way. But what because, we, see, when the institution goes away, there's nothing to save Alabama having 300 scholarship athletes. Mm-hmm. The only thing that precludes that now is what little, just wispy, tiny bit of power they still wield. The NCAA goes away, those programs are relevant. I would rather catch, uh, all right, let's say I'm a, a, a two-star athlete from Mobile, Alabama. I can go start at Jacksonville State. Mm-hmm. Or I can go catch fifty thousand dollars per year with my institu- with my my college paid for to go be coached by Nick Saban. Three hundred deep. That sounds insane when I say it. You're about two more stupid decisions from the NCAA before that's exactly where you're at. Mm-hmm. Because that's how these high level programs are going to fix this. Sure, they're not going to chuck the money out there without some form of. Will we get this on the backside? Right. And what's coming, and and this is, I'll give credit to a handful of people in the media that said this. Dan Patrick's been the most vocal. You always got to remember when you get something, there's probably a negative somewhere. Oh yeah. Might be hard to find. Might be hard to read. Might be in the in the really small print at the bottom of the contract. You can't get all of these things on the high side without somebody getting it in reverse on the bottom side. It's the only way it works. Circle of life. The only thing fair in life is that thing that shows up in your hometown for two weeks out of the year with clowns and Ferris wheels. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got this. So now that five-star athlete, yeah, he's going to make great money. What about the lineman that comes in and gets hurt? What happens to him? Comes in and gets hurt. You think, they're gonna, you think they'll carry off that scholarship just because they're so kind and that's what they do? Yeah, me neither. No, now you get to get relegated. Now you get to go down and play in the lesser division. Mm-hmm. There will be super conferences. There will be, they'll have their own governing body, and the NCAA will pick up the scraps of the rest of all those smaller programs that are just clamoring for it, and we're going to have the division that you wanted. And so now people like me are going to sit back and say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. I told you so. I told you so. You enjoy it. We were bad people because we didn't want these guys, we didn't want these athletes to get paid. No, no, no. I never had anything to do with it. You undervalue what greedy people do. Greedy people are the ones that get into power. When you start pilfering their money, where'd you think it's going to come from? You keep opening up these th- these lanes to make it easier for everybody to move. Well, because coaches move, they move every year. No. No, because they have buyouts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So don't be shocked if that's the next step. Yeah, you can move every year. You got to buy out your scholarship. You got to buy out anything we paid you. Mm-hmm. And now you're really at the wild, wild west because those who have bottomless checkbooks can do anything they want. Mm -hmm. So that quarterback that you're looking forward to year over year, sorry, he plays at Texas A&M now. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. 
It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Dirty, perky, shark, and flat. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Shark, and flat, the hate flow through you. A line I use very often on this show is when you hear hoof beats, it makes a lot more sense to assume horses than zebras. Last night, we got to see exactly why common sense is not all that common. We ran an NASCAR race. That everybody, all of the fans watched and it was all hunky-dunky until they did a post-race inspection and the driver that finished first and the driver that finished second were both disqualified. Mm -hmm. I don't get to air this grievance very often because we don't talk a lot of NASCAR on this show. This is a perfect opportunity to do it. Let me ask a very simple question. You line these cars up before they take off, right? Yes. So why do we have to wait until after the race is over to figure out if the car's legal or not? <laughs> I've always said this is like the stupidest thing that nobody ever talks about because it never comes up. Right. And now there's all this, well, NASCAR's really putting an emphasis on making sure these cars are legal. They're, they're like building Lego cars at this point. They send you the bumper and tell you to put it on the car. Mm-hmm. Why can you not measure it before they take off? I mean, I know it's never happened or it hadn't happened in 40 some odd years. Right. Why is this that hard to figure out? This is kind of this goes back to my problem with the rain tires and the headlights. This is a very simple problem to fix. Now you've been given a reason to fix it, mm-hmm. so fix it. I'm mad. I still don't understand. Like what? So there was uh, because it, it, all of the explanation of this has been so the wrap on the cars was covering something to make them more aerodynamic. Is and, that and right? I'm sure it's something that they put on over the course of the race. Right. I get that. Why is this that hard to legislate? I don't know. How do you get to this point? What would you do? If, all right, let's say, I, I just give you an example. And when I say this, I think you're going to value how stupid this sounds. Let's say we played a, a week 17 game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And halfway through it, or, or actually not even halfway through it, after it's over, you figure out that the Steelers are all using gloves that are not sanctioned by the NFL. Mm-hmm. Would that ever happen? No. No. Because you fix it. You fix it. You keep these p- people from doing things that run afoul of your regulations. Mm-hmm. I just I can't understand the premise of how. Something can happen over the course of the race. There are 5,000 cameras around these uh, around these tracks. 
So how in the world can you do something that's on camera? I watch a four-hour race, and then at the end of it, oh, yeah, by the way, the guy that finished third, he actually won. Right. This is, by the way, the same series, and I, the same sport. It's not the same series. I can't remember if it's the XRS or, or whatever that second level. It's all the retired guys, like mm-hmm. Bobby Labonte and Ryan Newman. This is the Tony, Tony Stewart yeah. thing. Yeah. Did you happen to hear what happened with that entity over the weekend? No. So Ryan Newman got, uh, there was a scoring error, and they cost him a few points. He lost the title by two. Oh, no. If they just cleared up the scoring error, he would have won the title. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was Marco Andretti. Why am I supposed to care about this? If you can't get the most basic rudimentary part of this sport right, why am I supposed to care? Mm-hmm. I, I'll never understand that. It seems like if you get away from the highest end of sport, and NASCAR should be the highest end of motorsports, how in the world do you do this? And then it comes out with some breaking AP story three hours after the race is over. Oh, by the way, that race you just watched, yeah, the two guys that finished first and second and mm-hmm. dominated, they didn't win. The guy that didn't lead a lap, that's who actually won. Yeah. I feel like this is not that hard. The only Maybe com- I'm being naive. The best comparison that anybody came up with uh, for what had just happened was to pull something from a, from something that happened in a Will Ferrell movie. Uh, hey, Chase Elliott's not the first one to win because two people were disqualified. Cal Naughton Jr. Like, te- yeah, I agree with it's you. Just, Tell it's me your sport's a joke without telling me it's, it's a joke. It's just a joke. Like, and, and the, the psychology of it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. If I was, I mean, and I like NASCAR, I'm, I'm a passive fan. I really like to make money on it. You can glean from that what you will. If I was one of those people, and, and trust me, this is going to come out because they do DFS things and betting things on NASCAR. If I was one of the people that got, got by that, I had Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh, I, I would need to find a very quiet place. Possibly with mattresses on the walls. And I would need to stay away from people for a while. Both Joe Gibbs drivers yesterday being disqualified after the race, after finishing one and two. Chase Elliott gets his, I believe it's his fourth win now of the season. And even he says, I don't feel like celebrating this win. And you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Fantasy football week continues tomorrow on the program. Join us back here in the Ingalls studio at 3 o'clock.